Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you guys waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. The options are endless with Factor. Two-minute meals. Fill up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. How about some snacks, some smoothies, and more? Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Factor is also the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. And you guys can be very flexible with your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And the most important part, there's no prep. No mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping. There's no cooking or cleanup that is needed. If that sounds great to you guys, head to factormeals.com slash script 50 and use code script 50 to get 50% off. That's code script 50 at factormeals.com slash script 50 to get 50% off. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. successful. Why is Tony Khan running his promotion better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard are running Monday night and Friday night? Long-term booking. Thank you so very much for joining me right here on Off The Script. This is your AEW Dynamite Post Show for August 10th, 2022. I'm your host, JD, from New York. As always, coming to you from the OTS Beer Garden. Thank you guys so very much for joining me and Jesse on your Wednesday evenings, wherever you may be. Man, oh man, Jesse, what's going on, bro? Not much, bro. How you feel, man? I'm feeling good, man. How you feel about that CM Punk return tonight? Man, business is about to pick up, right? Business is that about- opens up that, that opens up a whole lot, man. Yes, it opens up a whole lot. They need they needed this badly. Yeah, yeah, big time, big they, time. They and needed like, this badly in the worst way possible, I man. With all the injuries, this is exactly what they needed to have happen. 
Yes, this is uh one of the one of the many uh weapons that they have that can come back and turn the turn the creative tides that they need. So this is fantastic news. Yeah, we're gonna go over this big thing that happened tonight, guys. Obviously, if you watch Dynamite tonight, CM Punk has returned. Uh everybody was uh wishing this guy's demise. Everybody was uh wishing AEW was canceled. AEW is gonna get canceled off TBS. All this hideous shit. And yes, Jesse and I can admit that the shows the last two weeks have been great. Don't get me wrong. The last two weeks have been great. Tonight was awesome. But AEW, most of this summer, and it's very tough to duplicate what they did last summer. I don't think they'll ever be as hot as they were last summer because of everything just kind of coming one after the other with Cole and Brian and Punk. And then you got All Out in his, in his first match. And then you got Grand Slam. Clearly, Jesse, there was a lull or a down period in the product. And, you know, obviously that has a lot to do with the injuries. And I'm pretty confident, I know you're pretty confident, that Tony Khan had a lot of plans. He had a bunch of plans on the table for this summer to really make it as memorable as he possibly could. And then all those injuries happened. And now Punk walks back onto television. Adam Cole, uh, we don't know what's happening with him. Brian is back and, and Miro is back. And there's a lot of guys... Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly are back. Kenny Omega's on his way back. We're getting the band back together here. Dynamite's going to be at full strength. And when Tony Khan is at full strength, bro, you know, I don't think people should really take him lightly. I think he's done more than enough to show everybody that when he's on, he's fucking on and not really to uh, discredit him at any moment because the man could really wave his magic wand and everybody's going to be sucking his dick. So... This is exactly what I feel is going to happen. AEW is going to have this new renaissance this summer, man. And we're back at full strength sooner rather than later. Yeah, man. It's, um, you know, it, 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 it did kind of feel like, you know, I, I remember when the injury bug first hit and then we were all, you know, along the lines of, ah, don't worry about it. You know, the roster is deep, you know, we can weather the storm and that was, that, that, that still would have been true, you know, uh, except, there's been a complete, you know, 180 resurgence, you know, with WWE, which kind of kind of put the pressure behind TK a little bit to kind of amp it up, you know, whether he wants to admit it or not, or anybody else wants to admit it or not. Everybody can see that the, the buzz around town is WWE. So, uh, by the way, Jesse has watched us. Monday Night Raw for now two consecutive weeks as as is SmackDown as well. I've watched every WWE show since Vince McMahon announced his retirement, except NXT. I, I'm, I'm still not watching that garbage. <laughs> I'm still not watching that garbage, bro. I don't it's believe still, it, man. It's, it's, it's still awesome. garbage. I, I tuned in one night to see if it was if it was going to change at all. You know, when Triple H got promoted to head of creative, I turned you know to Raw immediately, and then right away. You can feel a, a a change in the air. You can feel a, a sense of things were different right away. I turned to NXT like the first twenty minutes. No nah, man, nothing's changed. I nah, turned shut this it off. shit off. Shut yeah. off. But yes, yes. Tony Khan obviously is aware of what's going on with Triple H and WWE. He, he, this is in the back of his mind. He's not going to let that get to him, bro. He's not going to let that you know uh, you know overtake him and what he's got to do with AEW. Right, right. He's got he's he's got the weapons to to do to do um to do this battle. And I, I say battle because, you know, it is, I mean, to me at least, it's a friendly competition of, of battle for the interest of the fans, which is, which is healthy, which is, which is healthy because the fans win that. So if he sees WWE getting 
some interesting storylines and matches going on than me as a promoter. I want to, you know, show them what I can do. And they have the weapons. They can do it. He has to bring them all back. That's all. Yeah, and that's exactly what he's going to do. And this is the first step with CM Punk coming back. So obviously, Jesse, this now opens up the line of communication for everybody to start talking now as we are four weeks away, less than four weeks away from All Out in Chicago. So the main event, if Punk is back on TV tonight, I'm assuming he'll be on Dynamite next week. And he'll give us the update and the whole uh, rigmarole on why he's back. And, you know, the world championship, they obviously uh, met face-to-face tonight. John Moxley, the interim AEW world champion against CM Punk, the real world champion. We're going to have a unification match at All Out. This is exactly what everybody has been discussing, uh, even in the absence of CM Punk. Obviously, the burning question on everybody's mind is, Jesse, is what happens when CM Punk inevitably wins the world championship and vanquishes John Moxley? who has been an incredible interim world champion. If you want to look at an MVP for AEW this year, my vote goes to John Moxley. And a close, close, close second is Dax Harwood, but John Moxley is the MVP. Yes, 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 absolutely, man. I mean, the guy is, he is everything you need him to be when you need him to be it. And the guy took fucking three months off to better himself and still at the top of his game. So kudos to that guy, man. So what happens at All Out, bro? We getting CM Punk, we getting John Moxley. I know you were discussing with me uh, the possibility of John Moxley beating CM Punk. I don't think that really is in the cards, but, you know, I found it to be quite interesting with what you were telling me. So why don't you, uh, why don't you open up the lines of communication here with the, with the uh, OTS VIPs here and, and say to them what you told me. Is it a possibility that John Moxley could win the championship at all out if that's where we're going and how does this possibly lead to mjf getting back to television i was thinking that that um that punk and moxley go at it all out and i was thinking that punk loses to moxley due to interference from mjf and i got to that point because as i'm watching punk come out tonight it looked like he was favoring his foot a little bit. Just a little bit. Just enough to make me look at it and think that he might not be 100%. He's probably close enough to come back and start building for All Out. Go to All Out. And then maybe we get MJF to come back and re-injure the foot. And then we get Punk and um, MJF and Moxley becomes the undisputed champion, and they go a different direction. And then while Mox is champion, and when MJF is done with Punk, um, I was thinking MJF versus Punk for the world title. And that's when the title changed from, that's when the title would change from Moxley to MJF. Now, I thought the whole thing was MJF beating CM Punk for the world title. I mean, is that really is that really needed? Now that you're mentioning this to me, it, it sounds like it may not be needed, but I think that was really stuck in everybody's mind. Oh, MJF needs to be the world champion, and he, and he needs to beat CM Punk to become the world champion. But the way I look at it, Jesse, and the way you're describing it to me, it's not necessarily a bad idea. I just don't think that Tony Khan is going to cut CM Punk's title reign short with, with this injury that just happened and him drop the title as soon as he gets back. That's the only thing that's really hesitating me uh, on going there and agreeing with you. But the the one catalyst here that may really prove that to be a good idea is the fact that they are both WWE guys. So no no matter how how you do it, no matter which way you do it, 
MJF would still have to vanquish the very thing that he was blaming Tony Khan for when right. he cut that pipe bomb promo. All the WWE guys that are coming in here making all this types of money and you're fucking blackballing me and you're not right. giving me the money that I want. These, these two guys, if he slays these two guys, I mean, that's him conquering the fucking mountain. Yeah, that, that's, that's the bigger story with MJF right now. I don't think it's necessarily beating Punk. It, I mean, it's beat. I, I, I don't think it's necessarily beating Punk for the title. His, 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 the biggest thing with MJF as he left was Tony Khan. Yeah. So his issue was with the boss and and his hand-picked chosen boys, you know, and all this other shit. So yeah, you make a good point. MJF beating Moxley would be just as redeeming as him beating Punk as far as his his issue with uh Tony Khan. Yeah. So it's gonna be a very interesting situation, but the big thing tonight, guys, and I kind of felt it in my bones. I felt it when CM Punk was. In front of a live audience at the C2E2 comic book convention in Chicago, there was a lot of people saying that they saw him hobbling around worse than they've ever seen uh, since he injured the foot, and he was icing it. And yes, obviously, he's got a broken foot. He's going to ice his foot every couple of minutes or so while he was sitting on that AEW panel. I looked at it as, yes, it could possibly be that, but that's what Punk wants you to think. Punk is a master manipulator. Punk wants you to think the worst. Punk wants you to fucking just think. Nothing about him coming back, and I think he absolutely took some of that and had a little fun with it at C2E2, and he came out looking great tonight. He looks in great shape. He was jumping around in there. He was jumping on one foot, showing everybody that the foot is all right. And I'm excited about this match, Jesse. If this is where they're going and we get it confirmed next week with a Punk appearance, I'm excited about this because the history of Punk and Moxley dates back to the absolute beginning of The Shield making their WWE TV debut. So I'm excited about the dialogue that we're going to get here, man. The dialogue between an uncut Moxley and an uncut Punk, that shit that I'm fucking signing my name up, name up for, bro, instantly. Yeah, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be some interesting shit, man. I can't wait to see what... You know, It they worked us so hard with this feud. I'm, I'm really interested to see what they do when they come back because it doesn't feel like it's going to be anything linear or something that we would expect i mean every this, everything about this whole issue is just it's just unorthodox so i don't know where they're going to go with this shit when it's all said and done though no no so that's where we're going guys all out possible john moxley and cm punk world title match he is back tonight he has returned officially and this is an absolute I don't want to use the, 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 you know, the term game changer because everybody usually uh, throws that around very willy, willingly. Um, this is an absolute game changer because of the dire straits that AEW was in with all the injuries that were mounting up week after week after week. So he's back. Their biggest piece is back. And uh, things hopefully will be uh, righted and this ship gets back on course with uh, AEW and Tony Khan leading the charge. But uh, the other big thing that happened tonight, Jesse, is we finally got a bracket. We finally got a bracket for the eight teams that are in the Trios Championship Tournament. And they announced it tonight with the first match taking place next week. It will be Andrade El Idolo and Dragon Lee with his brother Roosh going up against the Young Bucks and a partner to be named later. Now, obviously, obviously, everybody is thinking it will be Kenny Omega. I want to get your thoughts on this, but let me go through the rest of the brackets. The other bracket, the winner of that match will go on and wrestle the winner of Death Triangle versus Will Ospreay and Aussie Open. I was surprised to see Will Ospreay and the Aussie Open in this tournament, which obviously will add fuel to the fire of Kenny Omega being the Young Bucks, you know, tag team partner next week. 
against uh, Andrade, Dragon Lee, and Roosh, which I would love to see Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay in a ring just period in general. So that may be the way that they go about that. The other side of the bracket is the House of Black versus the Dark Order. It will not be Adam Page in the Dark Order. It will just be the Dark Order. We don't know which formulation of the Dark Order it will be, but it will be the Dark Order with no Adam Page. And then we got the best friends against the Trust Busters. This will be Slim J and Parker Boudreaux and Aria Davari, or now Ari Davari. So that is the uh, the head scratcher there, but uh, I heard that Tony Khan is uh, big, big, big on the Trust Busters. So, Jesse, let's start with the left side here. Andrade, Dragon Lee, and Rush against the Young Bucks. And is this going to be Kenny Omega, bro, or is this going to be... I hear, I heard a lot of Kota Ibushi throwing around out there, bro, today. Is it going to be someone that we're not thinking, or is it going to be the obvious? So here's my issue. I've been, I've been trying to fantasy book this company to start these trios titles for months. Yes. And every time I fucking <laughs> mention it, the only thing anyone has to say is, oh, well, TK's holding off the tournament until Kenny Omega gets back. Yeah. All right. That was the, ru- that was the rumor, yes. Right. So now we're here. The Bucks have a mystery fucking partner. And now the big question is, who's it going to be? And we don't know who it's going to be. And is it going to be Kenny or me? <laughs> then what the I mean, fuck I mean, are we so, waiting for? Bro, the, the thing is, I mean, is it, is it that blatantly obvious, bro? Is this a punk in Chicago at the United Center obvious, bro? <sighs> bro. If you would Kenny think that he would just come out and that music would hit, bro, and he would come out. But is it going to be that obvious that they're leaving it? Yeah, the Young Bucks in question mark against Andrade, Roosh, and Dragon Lee. It does seem a little bit... I mean, overly obvious, and I mean the uh, the obvious uh, uh, sleight of hand. But if it's not Omega, then again, what the fuck are we doing waiting for these trios titles, man? I don't, I don't. I, <laughs> what the? What listen, was the bro, point? It, listen, man, it is it is a valid question. <laughs> so clearly, either Meltzer is going to be right or he's going to be completely wrong. But the the, the major storyline here, the major storyline here is, you know, I'm going to throw this out there. The X factor. There's a lot of teams not in this tournament. Blackpool Combat Club's not in this tournament. The JAS is not in this tournament. The Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, and Bobby Fish pairing are not in this tournament, which makes me think that they fucked things up for the Young Bucks and whoever their tag team partner is. I, I don't see them winning next week. I don't. Yeah, yeah I don't know. It, it either has to be Kenny Omega or I'm going to be sitting here shrugging my shoulders like, what the fuck were we waiting on? If Kenny Omega has nothing to do with this tournament... Why Why did we wait this fucking long? We know. even came up with another fucking title that no one needs or cares about in the meantime. Bro, you want to know how much of a prick Tony Khan is, bro? Look, look at this fucking master prick, bro. He puts Will Ospreay and the Aussie Open in the tournament, and the Young Bucks and whoever their tag team partner is next week may not even advance to the second round. <laughs> and and so everybody, everybody's waiting for a Will Ospreay-Kenny Omega show down after the fucking shit that they're going through on social media. Bro, we could have been knee-deep into this fucking trios tournament while we were waiting for all these big names to come back if Kenny Omega was not going to be involved in this fucking tournament. Yes, I understand that. So, I, so to me, it just it's just Kenny. It just has to it be has Kenny. To be. It has to be fucking Kenny. Okay, it has to be Kenny Omega. All right, I'm going with Kenny Omega, too. It's just, it's just way too obvious for that to be, and it's way too obvious that Adam Cole and... Uh, you know, his boys are not in this tournament, which makes me believe they're not going to sit 
in, in catering and just fucking enjoy the fine foods of AEW backstage next week. They're going to be out there with a uh, with a sole priority, and that's making sure the Young Bucks do not advance to the second round. I'm going with Andrade, Dragon Lee, and Roosh. That's what I'm yeah. going with. I'm going with the upset victory here, and uh, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, and Bobby Fish are going to cost them the match next week. Death Triangle, Will Ospreay, and Aussie Open. Uh, I'm going with Death Triangle, bro. I'm going with uh, Death Triangle because there was a Tornado Tag Team match tonight, which was great, and the Lucha Brothers lost to Andrade and Roosh. I honestly think Death Triangle will go to the second round against Andrade, Dragon Lee, and Roosh. We'll get that trios match, and I think they'll get their win back there, and I think that I think they go all the way to the finals, to be quite honest with you. The the trios the tr- the trios division is is made for a group like this. Bro. Yes, made yeah, we talked we talked about it even when Andrade uh, was in the uh, beginnings of of his AW run. We were like, well, where, where's Roosh? Get get, get these yeah. get, get these guys together. You know, we, we mentioned that way 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 back in the day. Now here it is. So now yeah. I'm not I'm not backing off on that. I mean, like Jesse said, uh, a trios championships is tailor made for these three guys right here. Yeah, it is. These guys like this. These, these guys who who all excelled in, in in places like Lucha Underground where they had trios, titles, and everything else. I mean, they know how to work the style and all this other shit, man. They're, they're made for these uh, for, for teams like this, this, the Lucha Brothers, you know, all this shit. Lucha Brothers will be fucking trios champions with someone at some point down the road. So, yes. I mean, it's, 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 it's a guarantee. And they have so many, so many trios teams. They can, they can, they can move in and out. The thing I like about it, I think I mentioned this before, with the trios titles, they have so many different legitimate trios teams that the trios titles themselves can move from the main event to the mid card, depending on who's holding them throughout, yes. the, throughout the course of a year. So that that's fantastic, man. It's not like it's not like the IC title or the US title, you know, or the, the mid card title with staged right there. If I got Kenny and the Bucks as trios titles, that can main event shows. Yes, you know, but it doesn't mean it's stuck on them. I don't. I wouldn't mind seeing. The the you know the dark order using the trios titles and, and using you know free bird rules and shit like that and using them on the mid card level for for teams like that that'd be fucking great too so I can't wait to see what they do with it yeah uh, I agree totally and I'm going with that triangle to go to the finals here I think it will be a rematch uh, between Andrade Dragoli Rouge and Death Triangle I think Death Triangle is going to the finals uh, which will take place at all out on the other side you know it, it's a little lacking compared to the uh, uh, the the side that we just talked about. House of Black will go against the Dark Order. I think House of Black is definitely going to go and advance to the semifinals. Then we got the Trustbusters and Best Friends. I'm going with the Best Friends there. I, I don't think the Trustbusters are going to be moving on. I think they're just there to get some main roster exposure, or I should say dynamite exposure, some uh, uh, you know sh- A-show exposure here with Parker yeah. Boudreaux and Ari Davari. And then we got yeah. the House of Black. I think it will end up being Death Triangle against House of Black. And yes. I honestly think House of Black is going to be the... Because I, I would put it on a heel faction. Yeah. That's just me. I, I'm going with House of Black to win the trio championships at All Out. Yeah, yeah. You, there's there's no wrong pick right there, man. No. House of Black, hold on to those fucking trios titles, coming out and owning that shit every week yes. is money. That is that is just money, dude. Um, Again, they have so many different things they can do with it. I'm, I'm, I'm really fucking excited to see which way they go with it, see how they handle it, see how it's booked. I'll be confused if Kenny Omega is not involved in it. But but what, what the fuck ever. You know what else I think? I think they're I think they're leaving Hangman um with the Dark Order um with this tournament um to give Dark Order credibility in the tournament. Yes. 
Absolutely. So a team with Hangman, with Evil Uno and Johnny Hungy is, is fucking trio's material, man. Yeah. So, so leaving Hangman with the Dark Order gives them instant credibility to win. Yeah, and it, and it definitely opens up uh, some future potential matches there with Adam Page and maybe a Malachi or an Adam Page versus Brody King. So, yeah. uh, yes, I absolutely agree. He is out there strictly to give that match uh, a little bit more of an important feel because I know a lot of people would probably look at that and, and write off the Dark Order immediately. You're not going to write the Dark Order off if Adam Page is standing in their corner. So, nope. I think I that know. is a, a great move there. Good call on that, Jesse, and good observation. Yeah. But the House of Black, man, I, the reason I'm saying... Over, you know, I, listen, you could give this to Death Triangle. You could give this to uh, the Young Bucks and whoever their partner's going to be. You could give it to Andrade, Dragon Lee, and Roosh. House of Black. You, I could even see the best friends holding the championship at some point. But the House of Black, they have absolutely been on fire the last month or so, month and a half. They have hit a beautiful stride. It would be an absolutely terrible creative decision, in my honest opinion, to not give them the championships them holding the championships and them establishing those championships opens up matches with the Blackpool Combat Club somewhere down the line. It opens up matches against Sting, Darby Allen, and Miro down the line because that's the storyline right now. Um, uh, obviously, Death Triangle, Andrade, Dragon Lee Rouge. There's, there's so many teams that you could put against the House of Black. They are the absolute, to me, number one team to win this tournament. I'm not even stuttering when I say that. They need to be the tag team champions at the end of this thing. I'm with you on that one, man. The House of Black, I remember when they started this off and we were not too happy on the way they were treated. No. Um, House of Black looks good. Yes. They look good. They have they have Julia Hart with them. They're using her very sparingly in the right moments. Um, they look dominant. Brody King lost to Darby Allen. And he still looks like a goddamn rock star coming out of that yes. feud. He beat the shit out of Darby every time he could think about it. Yes. At, at his fucking house, at his, at his, at his public signings. You don't give a shit. He beat the shit out of Darby every... So as far as I'm concerned, the, the loss he took tonight, he deserves it. Darby couldn't take a piss without getting his ass kicked from, from Brody, man. I mean, he looks like a fucking killer. And Malachi is there. I mean, it, they look good. They look good. I'm very, very happy with the turnaround with the House of Black. I think everybody is. I think it's a long time coming, and I'm just glad that all three of them are finally hitting their stride. Buddy Matthews has been out for a long time, so I'm glad he's back now, hopefully healthy. So uh, just in time for this tournament, which is a great thing. Uh, those are the two big, big things that happened tonight, and I want to keep the momentum going here, Jesse. Quickly, guys, I just want to say thank you for joining us. We got 2,400 people in here. Uh, thank you so very much for joining us on your Wednesday night. Please hit that thumbs up. I need 1,000 likes minimum. Tonight on OTS, Super Chats are open. Get them on in, and we'll hang out with our cold beverages at the end of the show. Go check out all the other content on the channel. Tremendous Monday Night Raw post show on Monday, talking about a variety of things in the second week under Triple H. Go check that out. There was an NXT post show last night. There was an extra yesterday and more coming this week, so make sure you guys go check that out. And there is actually, I just checked today, guys, a YouTube discount if everybody wants to go and become a VIP, guys, because I, I didn't do this myself. I just found this out today, earlier in the afternoon. If you guys want to sign up to the VIP club and become a channel member, right now it is 50% off. So normally it's $4.99. It is now $2.49. Go and hit up the VIP section, hit the join button, and become a VIP. I don't know how long that's going to last. This is an automated YouTube thing. So if you guys have been thinking about becoming a member, your first month will be half off if you sign up today. So go and take advantage of that. 
Is that everybody? That is everybody. That is awesome. everybody. Uh, apparently, it's across all YouTube if you are eligible for channel memberships. Hmm. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Follow me. Jesse, do you, you have channel membership too? Oh, please. Yes, absolutely. All right, go, go and do it, Jesse, too. You could get two for one. There you go. You could get two for one. What, what it would be for me normally, you could get two for one. So go hit me up and go hit Jesse up. There you go. Awesome. All right, Jesse, I want to keep the ball rolling here. Uh, we, we were talking about House of Black very highly. Uh, I can't wait to see them at uh, the HOG show, Terminal 5, high intensity in just a couple of weeks. I'll have the pleasure of being on the call with the Solid Monster. Brody King versus Jacob Fatu. Malachi Black versus the Amazing Red. So it's going to be awesome. Buddy Matthews is also going to be wrestling Brian XL, who runs House of Glory. Going to be a tremendous show, so they'll all be in action. But there was a scary story that actually came out in regards to Malachi Black. He actually revealed this on his TikTok account. He recently recovered from a back injury that he believed would be a career-ending injury. So he says this, and I quote, till about three months ago, I was dealing with a back injury. I was convinced that it was going to force me into retirement. But after a literal year of treatment that went from working to complete failure on several occasions, we all of a sudden hit the correct vertebrae during a dry needling session and everything released. From there, we were able to rehab and strengthen. And I believe that some of these things may be on his social media somewhere. However, this allowed me now a few months later to slowly move back into deadlifting and a few more compound moves. End quote. Jesse, for all the bullshit that we have given, you know, as a community, you know, oh, Tony Khan's not using Malachi and all this other shit. We were guilty of it as well because we don't really know what people are dealing with, you know, when they may be dealing with dealing with it. Uh, but yeah, I'll I'm pause right there. I, I never complained that that TK wasn't using Malachi. My complaint was the way he was being used when he was being used. Yes, 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 yes. The, the Most of the community, I mean, you know how they get into these tangents. Uh, yeah. oh, oh, you know, they, they even, they're even creating narratives now that Triple H is back and, you know, Andrade and Miro are, are liking tweets about potentially being used better in WWE. I'm sure you heard the stories. Yeah. Fucking ridiculous. But this man was on the verge of retirement and he just let this be known to the public now. And now he's back and I'm glad he's back. And healthy, but again, Jesse, like I said, you don't know what these guys are going through until they come out and say something like this, and then they make everybody look like a fucking idiot, you know? But yes, it was about the way that they were being booked. They weren't being booked correctly. Now they're being booked as a dominant trio, and I'm just glad he's back, man. He's a main event guy, and I hope to see him there someday, and I'm glad he's healthy. Well, I mean, for someone like Tony Khan, 
and the way he operates, here's what I suggest to him, because this is the same thing that other professional organizations do. You know, the NFL do this. When you have a legitimate injury, an actual legitimate injury, dish out to the media outlets and injury reports. I mean, it happens everywhere else, or why not? You can keep your kayfabe and all of that stuff, but to those who would, you know, would, would like to receive certain info or things like that, or, or to certain outlets that maybe AEW would be comfortable releasing said info to, to a Saps, to a Meltzer, to whoever, whoever the fucks, release an internal injury sheet. So, hey, maybe you want people to know, why isn't he using Malachi back? Well, actually, he's dealing with a back injury. Now, I know we get info about injuries you know, most of the time, but a lot of the times they keep it straight undercover. And it does make fans at ease, you know, uneasy and things like that. Not saying that he has to keep us at informed about these things, but if, like I said, Tony Khan is normally on the forefront of interacting with his fans, this might be an idea. Yeah, I don't know. It may, it may be a personal matter. Maybe those guys don't want uh, the injuries in their uh, their personal matters to be out there in the public. But yeah. we, we we get wind of it anyway, man. You're not going to keep anything secret now with the day and age that we're in with social media and the and the and the internet. But it, it, it definitely would play into a little bit more of the, you know, the real sports-like uh, presentation that AEW wants to go out right. there and present to us as far as what they're creating. You know, every team has a DL list, and everybody, you know, you hear about, uh, you know, you're, you're a White Sox guy. You know, if someone yeah. goes down with an injury, there's a 15-day DL, 30-day DL, 60-day yeah. DL uh, everywhere, man, whether you watch MLB Network, ESPN, or if you watch uh, the, um, the, the yeah. local broadcast there for, 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 the, for the White Sox and the Cubs. You know? Yeah, and, and and Tony Khan, you know, he helps run the Jaguars. He has to submit, you know, an an active an, an active list every week before every game. Yeah, for the NFL, who's hurt, who's not, submit an injury list. I mean, he's used to things like that. I get it. This is kayfabe and everything else, but I mean, I'm not saying that this is the perfect way to do it. But I'm just wondering if there's a way along the lines of something like that. You know, if that's something they would be interested in, because I mean, there's there's a lot of people wondering and asking questions. Oh, Tony Khan's not booking this right, not doing this right. I'm gonna go watch Triple H instead. Well, slow down, man. I'm, you know, well, since you're so far in the know, then you should know that this guy's injured. This guy's injured. This guy's injured. You know, but we'll see. We'll see. Fans are fans are very impatient when it comes to things like that. I, mean, I know that for a fact. Yes, but uh, we're glad that Malachi is uh, okay. Uh, I didn't think it was. Uh... That's when I read that, but I'm glad he's back, and uh, I'm very excited to see where the House of Black and this this whole Sting and Darby Allen dynamic continue to go, and then Miro obviously is throwing himself into that. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but before we get into the coffin matches, one more thing that I want to talk about. It was all over the news today, and uh, Tony Khan actually debunked the rumor about AEW pay-per-views potentially getting a huge change in structure, there was a report, Jesse, that uh, that uh, yes, thanks to Dustin Rhodes. Um, I don't know where he, why he said this, or where he heard it from, but uh, Dustin Rhodes, I would assume, has a lot of uh, a lot of pull backstage, and he's definitely a part of the future of AEW because he he obviously trains uh, everybody and all the youngsters there. But apparently, there was a report. If you guys didn't read this, that AEW would would be going to two night pay per views. And Dustin Rhodes said this, and I quote, in regards to that, about the schedule, um, Rhodes said in relationship to whether or not AEW would be going to the UK, he talked about that, and then he talked about 
potential two-day events. I think we're going to go two-day events now for pay-per-views. I believe. I've heard that down the pike, it will happen. It'll be a WrestleMania experience. You have two days of double or nothing or two days of all-out or revolution, end quote. Tony Khan uh, debunked this today, and he was on Busted Open Radio, and he said this, and I quote, I saw a report that we were talking about going to two-day pay-per-views, and I was like, who said that? I looked, and it was Dustin. I love Dustin so much, and I was surprised that he said it because it's not something we seriously internally discussed, said Tony Khan on Busted Open Radio. Uh, I'm so fucking happy that that was the case, Jesse, uh, because if they did or even internally talk about doing two-day pay-per-views for all of their pay-per-views, it would it would really lend itself to be what I talk about all the time. You know, we need quality over quantity. We don't need quantity over quality. That's the old WWE administration. They would absolutely kill their pay-per-view structure and ruin the prestige and the must-see value of these pay-per-views and burn people out even more so than people are burned out now with the fucking five-hour shows that we usually get on one of those pay-per-view weekends. I'm so fucking happy that's not the case. But if he wants to do one, if he wants to do one and give it a go as an experiment, I'm okay as long as it's their biggest pay-per-view, which is either double or nothing or all out, and I'm probably going to say all out is their biggest show of the year. But five a year, bro, double double nights, I think that would be a fucking terrible mistake. Yeah, well, inside the ropes... Um, put out a story about it, and Dustin Rhodes, quote, tweeted it today and said, quote, not true, haven't heard shit, said it would be cool to do, please stop. And Inside the Ropes quickly deleted that tweet that they put up about it. He said said it would be cool to do. He didn't say we would be doing it. And he said that, and then someone took it and turned it, and they got turned it out of control and everything else. This was panel footage from Fandom Spotlight, apparently. He spoke at Terrificon. That's where this was from. He heard claims of down the pike. And then then Inside the Ropes gave the, the correct quote, or he gave a quote to Inside the Ropes. He quoted a he quoted a tweet from inside the ropes. All right, I'm looking at it right now. It's on Dustin's Twitter page. Um, eight hours ago, he said, "Not true. Haven't heard shit. Said it would be cool to do. Please stop." And then they took it down. Well, if it wasn't true, then why is this in the news? Because... <laughs> why is this in the news then? The way the way he, he mean, quoted it. He Did said, somebody make this shit up? He said it would be cool to do. He did, this is what Dustin said. He said, I'm said, I said it would be cool to do. I didn't say it was happening. I don't know. Either way we look at it, it's a fucking mistake. Yeah. It is absolutely a mistake. I'm glad that's not going to be the situation with uh, AEW. Uh, Dustin Rhodes was also in the news today. Uh, not today, but uh, in the same, in the same Terrificon uh, via Fandom Spotlight. I don't even know what the fuck Terrificon is. He, uh, he basically said, if your contract is up and you had enough of AEW, get the fuck out, which I loved. Did he, did he, did he quote tweet that, or is that a, a misfucking quote as well? I don't know, man. I'm just reading what the man posted on Twitter, <laughs> bro. He said that he was, all right, so, I mean, if I'm Dustin playing devil's advocate here, if I'm sitting here talking to you as Dustin, what if Dustin said, have you ever said anything that was taken out of context and, and then, you know, put out the wrong way? 
which you know, which happens. It absolutely it happens. happens. It happens. You know, uh, this is the this is the new thing. It's the new wave for uh, the IWC. People are uh, now putting out false reports. You yeah. know, and they they want to get their fifty minutes of fame. They're throwing shit at the wall, hoping something sticks, and then they can brag about it to the end of fucking time that they were right on something. Yeah, so, someone turned this into a story. Yeah, an actual story. Yeah, so it worked. You know, I don't see AEW adding double night pay-per-views. Maybe if they want to experiment it with one, you know, I, I wouldn't mind it. But, you know, maybe the thing that I see AEW doing, and this is the last I'll say on it, maybe they'll add another pay-per-view, uh, six or seven total, to, to kind of round things out. Maybe add one more. Forbidden Door is going to be a yearly thing. We don't need all these all these pay-per-views and all these hours of pay-per-views, two nights of pay-per-views. You know, th- that, that's what I would do. If they want to add another pay-per-view, I'd be okay with that. That's pretty well, much so it. I- so I don't know. So it's like, so like a lot of times AEW will roll into a city and overload it with shows. Like for example, they come into Chicago for all that weekend. They'll be here for Dynamite on Wednesday, and they'll be here live for Rampage on Friday. You know, and then they have the pay per view that weekend. So if they did two nights, it would be Wednesday, it would be Friday, and then it'd be Saturday and Sunday. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna blow up spots like that, man. Even in Chicago, you can't sell tickets to four fucking venues like that. Every now, why would they do two night pay per views, Jesse? They would they would only do two night pay per views to alleviate the fucking time that they put into one pay per view and not make it five hours. It would be three hours each. Yeah. You know, how about just make the fucking shows three hours or three and a half hours? SummerSlam was not more than four hours. We don't need well, more than fucking four hours on a pay per view. I hope he understands that for all out. Well, people complain that, that the shows are too long. The shows are too long. So they can't, so, so that's why they didn't want to do longer shows. But the WWE talking about? Oh, I thought you meant uh, AEW. No, I'm saying, I'm saying SummerSlam was only four hours, less than four hours. I hope that uh, oh. AEW is following suit. We don't need five-hour pay-per-views, bro. We no, don't no, need no, the pay-per-views no. to go from eight to fucking, you know, one o'clock in the morning. No, SummerSlam was very well-paced. Yes. SummerSlam was very well-paced. Um, the way the AEW structures their pay-per-views meaning the amount of feuds that they build going into pay-per-views, I don't see a reason for two nights of a pay-per-view because now you got to double up on the build and you got to fill two fucking shows. So I, I, I think it's paced well. We don't need more pay-per-views. We just need the quality. That's all, man. Yes, and we need these pay-per-views to be less than five hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, we, we need it from 8 to 11.30, tops. Yeah, hopefully, no, he, under, hopefully he understands. I, I'm very curious to see what he does with all. I have a fucking feeling... He's going to load this shit up again. It's going to go till 1230. Now, if I got to deal with it once a year for WrestleMania, that's okay. I'm fine with that. But if we have every fucking company doing every other pay-per-view two fucking nights long, it's, it's, yeah. it's taxing, dude. It's yeah. fucking taxing. Man. Yeah, we don't need burnout. We actually enjoy the product. We, wanna, we, we don't want to be burned out on what they're providing us. So thank God that was a false report. Yeah, yeah, good. Open of Dynamite, we saw a coffin match between Darby Allen and Brody King. This was wild. It was bloody within a minute. It was violent, and it was a lot of fun. This was probably the best coffin match that I've seen AEW put on so far, and uh, Darby Allen is undefeated in coffin matches so far in AEW. Uh, I know, Jesse, we, we criticized AEW going to the coffin match again to blow off a Darby feud. I don't think this is the blow off of this feud. I think this will now... Uh, really advanced to a, a trios match between uh, these two parties here with Miro being involved. What'd you think of this? And 
I know the blood was a big topic of discussion tonight. We got blood in this match, heaps of it. Jericho was fucking absolutely pouring blood in the main event. Moxley was bleeding because he had his earring ripped out by Jericho. What did you think of this match? How did it play into everything leading into uh, what we're getting with Sting being involved? And is there too much blood, bro? There is absolutely too much blood. It's not even... Bro, I I look away. I'm like, oh, there we go. It's like like another fucking uh, usual thing that we see on... uh, on AEW television, it's not special anymore. Nah, that was that's kind of quick, you know. Like they get they get the blood going before the before the opening credits get mm-hmm. done, man. And that that was that was really fucking quick. I mean, it's. I mean, it 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 does desensit it, it does it does desensitize you to it. You know, the more you see it. I mean, granted, it was. I mean, good God, there was a lot of fucking blood tonight, man. It was it was it was a it was. Fucking blood and guts slash quake by the lake tonight, man. It was book ended. I mean, it was blood in, blood out. I mean, it, it was it was all fucking blood all the time tonight, you know. And they seem to do it a lot. They seem to do it a lot. So when it should matter, it's just gonna seem like okay, good. Where's the gratuitous blood? You know, it's the you know it's coming soon, and then there it is. So yeah, they they should kind of back it off a little bit, to, just to make it more important. Not, I don't care about there being blood. I just want it to be important when it happens. Yes, and that's the point I wanted to make. You know, I I, I don't mind the blood. I I actually like the blood. And something like this, a feud like this, absolutely needs the blood. So I'm okay with seeing it. But every time we see it, Jesse, it it just looks so much. There's just so much of it. And it's never never in small spurts. Uh, You know, AEW, you know, they want to go and make somebody bleed. You know how you go to the fucking uh, refrigerator and, and you got your soda stream in the fucking refrigerator and you, you just go in there and you're filling your glass up with water or seltzer. This motherfucker's taking the whole goddamn fucking canister and pouring it into the fucking glass. That's exactly what it looks like to me. I mean, slow and steady wins the race. We don't need a fucking water fountain or a waterfall of blood in, in, in 30 look, seconds. Do it look like Brody King hit a fucking artery? Or Seriously. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Now, Ooh. I like it. It called for it, but... It's way too much now. That, that's just me. And, and you know, I, I don't know who listens to this and who gives a shit about what we say. We're just two fucking marks on here. But uh, yes, I mean, it's not. It's not really all that special anymore. So I wish that they would tone that down just a little bit. Uh, Darby, the way we got Brody King to be bleeding here like a fucking waterfall, uh, skateboard with thumbtacks on it. That's his usual mo for these coffin matches. So he grounded the skateboard against King's face, and King was immediately. Busted open. On the outside, King avoided a swing with the skateboard because Darby wanted to decapitate this guy and sent Darby over the timekeeper's table. He broke the skateboard, and that only angered Darby, who ran with a fury at Brody King. Relentless strikes. They were finally back inside. Darby hit a beautiful code red avalanche off the second rope. Uh, King recovered on the outside, drove Darby hard into the barricade, repeatedly throwing him against the barricade like he was a child. One of them actually threw Darby into the front row, so he went over the barricade at one point. Darby, he was trying to come back. He rolled out of the way of a diving splash that King set up in the corner, uh, or actually on the outside, rather. He dove off the second turnbuckle on the outside through a table that was set up during the commercial break. He went right through it, which got me a little nervous because the last time we seen somebody go through a table on the outside, uh, Ray Phoenix broke his fucking... Uh, his arm, or bent his arm backwards. I didn't want that same thing to happen to Brody King out here. But he went through a table, and he missed completely. Darby was uh, setting up for his tope. All of a sudden, the lights went out, and Malachi, Buddy Matthews, were standing in front of Brody, 
and they were blocking Darby from doing his suicide dive. Darby went for the dive anyway, but Julia Hart tripped him up on the opposite side of the ring, and Black and Buddy got into the ring to beat down Darby Allen. So this pretty much became a handicap match at this point. So King was going after Darby here, propped up a table with a cannonball senton, which looked fucking unbelievable. And then there was a loud, we want Sting, we want Sting chant. And then when Buddy Matthews went to go open the coffin, this was fucking great. I I guess Sting kind of snuck in there when the lights were out because this was not no propped uh, casket or there was nothing underneath. This was just a casket laying in the middle of the aisleway. Lights went out. House of Black is out there. Obviously, Sting, he was in the casket. And when Buddy Matthews went to open the casket, Sting was in there with baseball bat in hand. He attacked Buddy and Brody King with the bat. And then he tossed the bat into the ring and tossed it at Malachi Black. And Malachi was just sitting there. Malachi gets up. He's getting the bat ready. He's about to take a swing. He says, fuck this shit. He throws the bat down. He walks away from Sting. He wants nothing to do with Sting at all. He did not go face-to-face with the Stinger. So Darby landed a suicide dive, sending King uh, very close to the, co- uh, the coffin. King recovered and slammed Darby into the steel steps. King then opened the coffin, but Darby fought back. He picked up a chain that Brody had brought to the ring in the beginning of the, beginning of the match and choked him out the same way that Brody choked him out to win the Royal Rampage Battle Royal. All of a sudden, Jesse... Darby chokes out Brody. He falls lifeless to the outside. He tumbles into the casket. It was like a one-shot deal. Casket closed when he fucking threw himself into the casket. This looked great. And Darby Allen wins the coffin match and remains undefeated. This was fucking awesome. It was. This was fun, man. Like I, and like I said, Brody does not look like he lost anything no. taking this L here. So everybody won with this one. Brody everybody looked good. Uh, Darby looked good. Uh, Darby sells his ass off for everybody's in the ring with, and he did a, an exceptional job against Brody King in this feud. What I'm really curious about, bro, is what this Malachi and Sting uh, dynamic is leading to, bro. Something is really building up there, and I'm at a point where I'm like, I can't wait to see these two guys in the ring. I never thought in a thousand years we'd see Sting in a wrestling ring, potentially on the verge of wrestling Malachi Black. This is this is some pretty cool shit, man. I know, right? Was so was so was Sting. This is what I was thinking the whole time. Was Sting in the fucking coffin the whole time when they rolled no, out? Uh, maybe, no, I don't think so. I mean, the, I mean, I, I would assume. I mean, who the fuck wants to be in a coffin for about fifteen minutes before your cue is due? You know, I, 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 w- I would assume the lights go out and then Sting came down to the aisle or came down the down to the ring with the rest of the House of Black and just threw himself in the casket when the lights were out. I'd be worried about it because of you know fan footage and phones and shit, you know, but. I was thinking right away, like, wait, what the fuck is Sting doing in the casket? Or maybe so, he was underneath the ring and then went into the casket. I don't know. Could be. Because if 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 House of Black had not come out, that means Sting would have been in the casket waiting to cheat. Yes. For no reason. Yes. So I'm like, wait a minute. Why the fuck was he in the damn casket? So yeah, maybe even lights went out. He knew they were going out, so then he got in the casket himself. Okay, that that works for me then. Okay. I'm really excited about where this is going. I don't know where we're going to get this match, but uh, it's clearly leading to something between uh, all five of these guys. And then Miro is obviously the wild card here, and he will, uh, I'm assuming, join Darby Allen and Sting reluctantly because he's the redeemer and he works by himself. So we'll see what happens with that. We got a promo with John Moxley. 
Uh, he is cutting a promo backstage about uh, the title match tonight with Chris Jericho. He suggested they call his belt the FYI belt. He says it was forged in Cincinnati, Ohio. So the championship is about pain and how much you can endure pain. He said if Chris Jericho's fighting spirit doesn't break, his body will. Quick promo here. Obviously, John Moxley, a master at the promo. Clearly getting everybody ready for the main event tonight for the interim AEW championship against Chris Jericho. On the flip side, we got a soundbite with Chris Jericho. Rebuttal here against John Moxley. He said after two and a half years, he will take back what is rightfully his. He vowed to become the new AEW champion. Jericho talked about Stu Hart being a sadist who put himself through hell. He guaranteed that the last savior, or the last survivor, rather, of the Stu Hart dungeon will become the AEW champion. I guarantee it. He leaves off with that. So uh, I enjoyed these back-to-back promos. I like that uh, they're building intrigue up for the main event. Very simple dynamic here. Good stuff by Moxley and Chris Jericho. Really not much more to it. Roosh and Andrade El Idolo against Penta and Ray Phoenix. This is a Lucha Rules Tornado tag team match. Jesse, did you read the report today in regards to Andrade, his father-in-law? He said, did Ric Flair, he wished he didn't call his last match his last match. <laughs> my god man can you imagine bro him wrestling again after what you and i saw bro he also said rick flair also said that he went backstage and he wanted to down eight or nine beers after his match which by the way he passed out twice in he wanted to go drink eight or nine beers and the undertaker took these beers away from him and handed him water the guy died twice in the ring (laughs) and i told you I told everybody I came into the chat and said it looked like Ric Flair was the dead guy from Weekend at Bernie's. Just moving a corpse around that Bro, ring. Bro, does, does 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 he not understand that nobody wants to see him wrestle again? Nobody. Well, the, not the even number, his daughter wants to see the, him wrestle. The stats from that last pay per view probably say otherwise. Possibly. I mean, Jesus Christ, man, just oh. Father, please do not wrestle. I beg of you, please. Don't do it. I don't know if my mechanisms can handle it. Bro, that was so painful. <laughs> it was so painful to watch, man. <laughs> Guys, if you did not see Ric Flair's last match, do not. Do not go look for it. Do not watch it. Trust me, you don't want to see it. Bro, we're going to see Ric Flair in GCW next week. <laughs> this guy will be wrestling fucking Nick Gage in GCW, bro. This guy died in the ring, man. And nobody gave a shit. Nobody. Does, 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 does anybody forget that a couple of years ago we were all planning this guy's funeral? Were we? we were I mean, this guy was we pretty were? much dead. I don't know. Rick, he, he was done. They were flying Charlotte out. The thing he was done. They were reading him his last rights. Yes, they were. And now he is having a match, talking about having another one. He's trying to kill himself. He's trying to do like Randy the Ram and the wrestler. He's trying to go out in the ring. You know, people said that he ruined what was a decent pay-per-view. That match ruined the whole pay-per-view for a lot of people. 
the pay-per-view wouldn't even be there if it wasn't for him, though. Which is quite sad, but... Yeah. It is what it is. They, I read those things no and I laughed draw. today. They had no other draw, man. It was just bad. Anyway, this Tornado Tag Team match was anything but. This was awesome. We got Andrade and Roosh with the Lucha Brothers. Tornado rules here. Uh, Andrade and Roosh control the action here early on. And then Roosh and Penta got into the ring, and they beat the shit out of each other, exchanging strikes back and forth. Penta sent Roosh to the floor, where Phoenix landed big dives on both uh, Andrade and Roosh. Penta hit a Made in Penta. Uh, I guess he's... uh, He's changing the name of that. I believe it was Made in Japan. Now it's Made in Penta. He hit Made in Penta for two. Lucha Brothers went for their double-team fear factor, but Andrade cut it off. They tossed Phoenix onto uh, uh, onto Penta here for a two-count. First fall of the match. Um, uh, second fall of the match, I'm sorry. Roosh and Andrade landed simultaneous topes. Uh, once back in the ring, Phoenix took out Roosh with uh, assisted high-flying moves, and then Penta hit a backstabber on Andrade. Lucha Brothers are in control here. They hit a Casadora splash on Andrade for another two count. Then they got an assisted double stomp from Phoenix, got another two count. Lucha Brothers hit simultaneous Tope con Heroes. So they are definitely in control. Phoenix got a little greedy here, went for a frog splash, but Andrade got the knees up. He got a quick cover on Ray Phoenix there, only a two. Andrade inadvertently then thrust kicked Roosh in the face. Penta cut off a hammerlock DDT, and Roosh... Took out Penta with a fucking sick shotgun dropkick. Andrade hit the double knees in the corner and ran into a springboard thrust kick. Roosh crushed Penta with a power bomb. He was cut off by a rolling cutter from Penta, so everybody's down here. Eventually, Penta made his way to the apron. He hit a destroyer on Andrade, which always looks fucking scary as shit. Unbelievable. He went for the fear factor on Roosh, but Roosh fought out of it and landed a jumping knee. Headbutt by Roosh took out Phoenix for a little bit, and Andrade hit a final cut on him for a two as Roosh tied Penta's mask in the ropes. There we go with the fucking mask again. And uh, Penta is momentarily out of this match. So Phoenix is trying to fight off Andrade with a thrust kick. He ran into a missile drop kick. Roosh had the match won, but Penta, to break up the cover, he unmasked himself and dove into the ring to make the save. Andrade threw Penta's mask into the crowd. Crowd was chanting at whoever took the mask, throw it back, throw it back. And Jose took out Abrahantes on the outside, but Phoenix rolled up Roosh for a great near fall while that was going on. Roosh set up Phoenix for uh, the bull's horns, which is his finishing move, nailed it, and then Andrade hit uh, the hammerlock DDT for the win, one, two, three, and Roosh and Andrade get the victory here. Another situation, Jesse, where the uh, finish of the match came down to one of the guys being demasked or unmasked. I mean, how many times are we going to have to go through this same fucking ending with these guys every single time? So it was a Lucha Rules match, right? This was a Lucha Rules match, yes. No rules. I guess they could justify the the unmasking now, right? But I thought with Lucha Rules, it was illegal to take off the mask. Is that the rulings of a Lucha Rules match? To unmask, know, but, the, to, it's okay to unmask your opponent. Well, I know, I know. Remember, they kept telling us, you know, in 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 Mexico, down in Mexico, you take off a mask as a DQ. Yes. So I, I was wondering if that would include that in the Lucha Rules match. Then you have a good point. If it's a Lucha Rules match, if they did it in a Lucha Rules match, it would end in a DQ. Right. 
But did, but he didn't take off his he didn't the, his mask wasn't taken off his mask no was he tied, tied the, the mask up in the ropes and then uh, right. Penta unmasked himself so that the was the way that they got himself. around yes okay there we go makes sense then all right all but right. my my gripe is I mean they go to the unmasking again in just different ways to do it yeah <laughs> back to the I agree I, I every time now every time we see the Lucha Brothers in a match it's how is the mask gonna play into it now and that's that's too distracting though yes. It's, it's it's too distracting from the story, from the match. It's it's always about the mask being taken off. Unless this is going somewhere, unless this is going somewhere at, in in terms of hey, now in AEW, you know to res, to respect an honor lucha rule, you take off the match of the mask of a luchador and it's a DQ. Maybe they're heading into that direction. If not, and they're just randomly doing this all the time, it's kind of ridiculous and pointless. You know, being that they did call it a Lucha Rules match, and the Lucha Rules match was made because of their of their disrespectful hijinks, you know, you could look at it this, this way as well. It's actually quite creative that they actually worked what they couldn't do into the match the way that they did by tying his mask up, and they didn't unmask him. He unmasked himself. Actually, if you look at it, it's quite, it's quite ingenious, if you ask me. It's just we've right. seen it so many fucking times before that we see it done one good time. It's like, Jesus fucking Christ, they're going back to the same shit that they did four fucking right. times before. Right. Come, come up with a, you know, come up with an ending. Come up with a finish that does not involve the fucking mask at all. At all. Yes. Anyway, which, just- which, which, which will be the trios tournament. I think that triangle beats them and gets their revenge here for all the unmaskings that we've seen. Maybe. It could be. Shout out to my boy Rusty in the chat, the 414. What's up, brother? Rusty. Congratulations to Rusty, man. He's moving into a new home. Ah. He's got a new house, him and his wife, man. Congratulations, bro. Rusty, you coming to Chi-Town, right, man? Coming to Chi-Town. I don't even think I'm coming to Chi-Town. He's still in Milwaukee? He's still in Milwaukee, yes. Oh, man, that's messed up, man. Sorry to hear that, bro. Gotta love them brewers, right, bro? (laughs) Now, who am I kidding? Oh, Holy my shit. goodness. Holy shit. Jeez. My boy, Daryl, coming in big. Oh, my God. Holy shit, Daryl. $500 super chats. Wow. This guy comes in, man. I'm telling you, man, I got to put him on the fucking, I got to put him on the paperwork, man. This guy's like co-owner of the venue. Him and Osaki, co-owners of the venue, bro. That's Holy shit. OTS Sith Negan Bomb has been dropped this month. Marks my four-year anniversary being a $100 per month Patreon member. Brother, I still got your hat. I gotta, I'm going to mail your hat out this week, brother. I got it sitting right over there in the corner. Um, Triple H and Tony Khan are definitely going to bring excitement back to professional wrestling at the highest level and it's a great fucking thing to see JD keep on being the measuring stick of success. Hashtag the enemy design, says Sith Negan with a $500 super chat, man. Oh, my goodness. A hat? Yes, I have, OTS, guy, I have OTS hats made, yes. This guy donates $500, and all you have for him is a Bro, he's got he's got all the OTS merchandise, bro. I got him T-shirts. I got him. A, I got him a fucking uh, baseball bat mug. You need to be giving this guy a hand job. 
Listen, bro, if he comes out to one of these shows, I'm taking him out uh, to then, dinner. Then, I know then, I told him and also quit. Then you'll give him the hand job. Okay, all right, that makes sense. Y- yes. Okay. Yes. I, I don't I wouldn't blame you. Listen, bro, don't let me don't let me fucking uh, drop the bomb about you actually being subscribed to OnlyFans Tony Storm, okay? And Thunder no, Rosa, bro. I don't know if you've no seen the, I don't know if you've seen the coming attractions, bro. I don't, I don't know. I don't know why it you looks put a this little, up. It looks a we little all enticing, know, bro. We all know that you are subscribed to fucking Thunder Rosa's OnlyFans looks a little I don't know whatever whatever she's got. Thunder Rosa doc. It looks a little enticing there, bro. It might, it might be uh might be time that you sign up and give me the details. We all know that you are the uh the the the, the foot clan member. Of Tony Storm's fucking OnlyFans page, bro. Nice try, though. Don't lie to these people, Jesse. You fucking geek. I know your secrets. See, bro? You even got the little demons talking to you, bro. They know your secrets. Tony Storm made $10,000 in the first week. Yes. I don't have that kind of money. I thought you did. I thought you were opening up your own taco business. Nope. So, do you have that kind of money? I thought you were going to be Dunder Rose's personal photographer. Thought so. (laughs) (laughs) What if Jamie Hayter had an OnlyFans, bro? I would be interested in seeing it, but I still can't (laughs) afford it. Still can't afford it, man. Oh, my God, man. All right, let's move on. We're having too much fun. Listen, Andrade, what? This guy, yeah, what, what? What happened to the internet? Look, he's, he's glitching out over here. What happened, bro? I'm glad you. This guy's glitching out over here. Look. Warning. Jesse, what's going on, bro? Jesse will be back. I'm going to move on to the next segment. He's glitching out worse than uh, Charlotte Flair with a fucking uh, CPU update. Uh, yes, I think um, Roosh... And Dragon Lee, guys, if you miss Roosh and Dragon Lee at the uh, Ring of Honor pay-per-view, man, holy shit, these guys are going to kill it next week with Andrade, the Young Bucks, and Kenny Omega, which I think is going to be the uh, the whole unveiling there as their, as their mystery partner. So we'll see that next week. I think uh, that they get ousted in the trios by the Death Triangle. Like I said in the beginning, I think it's going to be Death Triangle and House of Black with uh, those two teams being in the finals and House of Black winning the trios championships. Jesse is returning slowly. I will continue on before he gets uh, things situated here. They got the Young Bucks. They're in the back. They ran into the Dark Order and Adam Hangman Page sitting back there. And uh, they're looking to make up with their once best friend here. So they're in the back. And they told Brandon to keep filming them. They wanted this to be on film. Nick Jackson thanked Hangman for saving them last week. Matt Jackson says they didn't deserve it. He says they treated him poorly, and he'd like to take it all back. Matt said the favorite time of his life is when they were all together, running and gunning and building a revolution that ended up being all elite wrestling. Matt says he got weird and selfish, maybe due to the fame or the money or the TV time. Matt said after Hangman won the title, he became a superstar, and he should have told him how proud he was of him. He said he could never get those years back, and he said he looks in the mirror, and when he looks in the mirror, maybe the fans are all right about him and Nick being despicable people and burying everybody and holding people back. He said, maybe when they're around Hangman, Hangman brings out the best in them. He asked them or asked him to be their trios partner next week against Andrade, Roosh, and Dragon Lee. He said the Hung Bucks can do it one last time. 
So Adam Page says, I'd love to do it, guys, but I can't. The Dark Order, they were there for me to congratulate me after winning the world title. You guys weren't. He then goes on to say that this is their chance. This is their tournament, and they had my back, and I'm going to show them that I have theirs. He says he's going to be in their corner, and therefore he cannot team with the Young Bucks. Hangman says if they're going to have a partner, it should be someone who they trust and never turn their back on them. The Bucks seemed kind of thrown off by this. They seemed a little down and embarrassed that, you know, Matt kind of opened himself up there and then Hangman let him down. When they left the room, Brandon Cutler says he thinks Hangman meant he should have been their partner. So Matt told him to shut up Brandon and shut the cameras off. No, we don't want Brandon Cutler as their partner. It will be Kenny Omega. But I like this, Jesse. It's a, it's a nice continuity, nice uh, progress, the progression of the storyline that, that, that they kept it in the same realm of what we saw. Dark Order helped Paige. They were there for Paige. Paige is going to be there for them. Very simple. No, no, no. I, I, I agree. And Hangman's been associated with the Dark Order for so long, and it makes it makes sense. Yes. You know, it's not like he was thrown. It, you, we, we would be able to tell right away if he was just thrown in there to try to get a story out of it. But he's been he's been associated with Dark Order ever since um, Brody uh, left left us. So yes. Um, I have no problem with this at all. And I know Dark Order is not on the level of, of where everybody wants them to be, but they do have that other side of them. They're not all comedy. They do have that serious side of them, and I think Hangman can help bring that out in a tournament like this. Yes. So, Luchasaurus. We saw Luchasaurus, and we got the continuation of this storyline with Christian Cage and Jungle Boy. He went one-on-one with Anthony Henry. Jungle Boy was on commentary. He even said that, uh, listen, guys, uh, I'm happy to be here, but I won't be here very long. But she was indeed right. This was a shoot. Jungle Boy said he learned a lot from Christian Cage the year that they spent together, and he's trying to stay a, ste- stay a step ahead of him. Uh, Luchasaurus won quickly here. Uh, there wasn't really much to this. It was less than 60 seconds, and he took out Henry. Henry tried for an enziguri, uh, and it really didn't do anything. Luchasaurus returned fire with a headbutt. And what he calls the fossilizer for the win. Squash match for Luchasaurus, who once again, Jesse, has not said a fucking thing about Jungle Boy or Christian Cage. I don't think we will until after all of this is over. But after the match, Christian started talking on the video board, on the video screen. And he was clapping and he was mock applauding Luchasaurus. He said that he was going to slap the headset off Jungle Boy's head, but... He said the people of Minneapolis don't deserve to see him in person. Jungle Boy figured out where he was. He ran to the back. He chased him down. He literally, this was a great shot. He literally lunged at Christian Cage, and these security guards caught him like they were catching a fucking fly ball in right field, caught him perfectly. Uh, They pulled Jungle Boy off of Christian, who fled. Luchasaurus was throwing around the security guys. He headbutted Pat Buck, who was there trying to break this shit up accidentally headbutt Pat Buck, uh, who was uh, ex-WWE producer, now AEW, and that's the way the segment went off the air. Jesse, what the fuck is going on here? We got a, a madman dinosaur. Yeah, man. I, I think he's going to stay healed with uh, with Christian Cage, man. He like, needs to be. And, and, and that's the right thing to do. Yes. It is entirely the right thing to do. So um, now I'm interested to see how, what, what, their, what their course of action is. It seems like he. It seems like he has no, an, an, you know, a different path to get to where we all think it's going. So, so I want to. I want to see how this how this ends up. What what is Christian? What is his plan here? What is his idea? How come he hasn't unleashed Luchasaurus yet? 
if he knows he's still in his back pocket. So let's see. How, how, how did you interpret this thing tonight? Did, did, did you see Luchasaurus standing up for Jungle Boy tonight by beating up the security guards? Or, or did you interpret it possibly the way I kind of interpreted it as, as Jungle Boy, you know, trying to chase down Christian Cage and Luchasaurus kind of interjecting himself in there, keeping Jungle Boy getting from where he was there with the security guards to Christian Cage? Was he saving Christian Cage in this in this scenario? I just think it was him doing Christian Cage's bidding. So it was all. So he's pretending to be Jungle Boy's uh, comrade, uh, you know, a comrade here or yeah, or, yeah. Uh, or best friend. Yeah, yeah, he, he, he's uh, he's he's still in on it. You know, he he had him do all that shit. You know, go do this, go beat up security. Don't reveal yourself yet. We'll do it here, here, here. I still think he's still in his back pocket. They're still running this game on him right now, and. Unfortunately, Jungle Boy is just too too dumb to see it. I could see that. You know? I could see that. But I'm excited. I'm looking forward to this match, man. Jungle Boy and Christian Cage at All Out. I think it's going to be a banger. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Moving on, guys. We got a vignette with Miro. This was awesome. This was awesome. Very short, very sweet. A vignette aired of Miro, who said Malachi has put him through changes and dragged him through the dark. A woman walked into the screen, and it was a blonde, but not the blonde that we were all thinking about. It was I, indeed Julia Hart. I thought it was, I, do, I, I marked for a second. I thought it was her. But Miro did mention, Miro did mention as Julia Hart caressed his face, you're not the woman who is allowed to touch the Redeemer. There's only one woman that is allowed to touch the Redeemer, and you are not her. And with, that promo, with that promo for me, that 100% confirms that we're getting C.J. Perry. But I heard a report that Triple H was trying to get C.J. Perry back. If I'm Triple H, why are you bringing her back? No clue. If I'm Triple H, that is a waste of payroll. I mean, at the same time, maybe he's doing it to be a nice guy because he knows she was fired unjustly. So that could be it, too. It's probably the case. But uh, in the most respectful way for me to put this, because I don't know who the fuck's listening to this. She was not very good. She was not she, a very good professional wrestler. Her value, oh, let's, let's her value. Is, listen, I don't want to take anything away from her. She trained. Yeah. It's fine. It's great. It's fine. I, I appreciate the effort. That's why I'm fucking here talking about it. But yeah. uh, I've been doing this thing for a, a little bit too long. I know a good wrestler from bad wrestler. CJ was not a good pro wrestler. Her value is, and I said the same thing about uh, Zelina. You know, Zelina yeah. is okay, but Zelina's value was fucking absolutely out of this world fantastic with Andrade, and they broke that shit up. Never yeah. understood why. CJ joining AEW is the better deal because she would add, and Miro is fucking unbelievable by himself, but imagine what Miro would look if she is there. Yeah, This would take it through the fucking roof, bro. Yeah, she CJ CJ can do for Miro what Scarlett does for yes. um, Karrion Cross. Yes, absolutely. So. Like so, like, yeah. So, Scar, if 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 Scarlett Bordeaux was a free agent right now while Cross is in WWE, there's no value for Scarlett in AEW. No, none. No, and but there's no value in Scarlett being in the ring. I I, I said the same yeah. thing about her. You know, she's not a good professional wrestler. Their yeah. value is not in the ring wrestling. Their value is on screen, fucking in other ways. You you, you can't you can't put all these women in the ring because they're a part of the roster. It's not gonna work. They are valets. They are managers. You know, it, it's such a lost art. Nobody really appreciates the fucking value of a manager anymore. No, no, they don't. 
So I hope I hope that, uh, like Jesse said, it does lead to CJ coming back for sure. Although that being said, Stokely Hathaway is making phenomenal manager ways right now. Yes, he's awesome. Yes, he was awesome in NXT. Yep. Well, I wouldn't know. I mean, unfortunately, I know. Yeah. I wish I did. Yeah. Please, Paul, down on Tuesday nights, bro. We need you. We need you bad. It's unreal. Miro said uh, that he told her, the pagans, he told her to tell the pagans she accepts her gift and will use it. He said his path leads to the House of Black. He then turned and walked away. This has been the word of the Redeemer. And he walks away into the light. How great is this man, bro? He has me excited to see CJ Perry. Yes, I understand this. His wife is beautiful. I'm not excited to see her for her doing anything. The only reason I'm excited to see to see her is because of his promos and the way he's putting her over. Now I want to see what they do together. I can't. I, I mean, his promos are incredible. He's making me want to see Lana in AEW. Well, I mean, it really makes sense. The doorway's open, bro. We got Malachi, we got Buddy, we got Brody, and we got Julia. We're gonna have Sting, we're gonna have Darby, we're gonna have Miro. Who's the female presence that's going to go and battle Julia Hart? Light versus dark. It's going to be CJ Perry. Hopefully, this is the way that they introduce her. It's perfect. And hopefully, they don't book her versus Julia Hart. No. No. There's ways to book her and not in the ring. Yeah. Mark Henry interviewed Powerhouse Hobbs here. He asked if he's done with Ricky Starks. Why would he be done with Ricky Starks, Mark Henry? What a dumb question. QT Marshall interrupted with his factory members. He said, Hobbs is a future world champion, so let's take care of Starks. Hobbs told Marshall, don't let your problem become mine. I don't know if I want to get on the bad side of powerhouse Hobbs, bro. I didn't get that one at all, because Starks is already his problem. Well, I mean, not after he took him out two weeks in a row. How did he take him out if Starks is competing in a match tonight? He beat the shit out of him two weeks in a row. But Starks is in a match tonight. He's got the upper hand two weeks in a row. What don't you understand? I don't know. Do you want him to put him on the shelf so he doesn't have to deal with him anymore? Then that would be less Ricky Starks on our television. We don't want that. Well, you didn't take care of the problem. He's still here. You didn't finish the job. Ricky Starks is like a cockroach, bro. He's going to come back. Yeah, you got to kill him, man. You, you didn't finish shit. You, it's still your problem. Go finish your own job. By the way, Nick Camarado is still out here dressed as Tony D'Angelo from NXT 2.0 because Two Dimes was uh, standing there and he got dumped over the bridge and he's sleeping with the fishes. So they think <laughs> this is funny. He's dressed in a blue tracksuit like a guinea. Unfortunately, bro. No one gets this. I don't get it. I didn't, I didn't, no one watches NXT. I listen, man. If you don't watch NXT, that's one thing, but Tony D'Angelo is fucking great. I, I know who Tony D'Angelo is, and I hear that he's fantastic, but I don't know shit about his gimmick to be like, oh, I see where they're bleeding over into AEW. We don't watch NXT, you know? You're lost. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <This is> my gain. <laughs> So we got that. Powerhouse Hobbs is uh, obviously headed for a collision with Ricky Starks at All Out. Hopefully, that's what uh, Mr. Khan, TK, books for the pay-per-view. Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, and Satnam Singh made their ring entrance. He, uh, he's out there with these guys. 
All three of them are out there. They bragged about uh, what Satnam did to Wardlow at Battle of the Belts on Saturday. Probably the best Battle of the Belts. I don't know if you caught her, Jesse, but uh, I didn't talk about it. I just watched casually as a fan. I thought this was the best Battle of the Belts that uh, AEW's put on so far. I actually missed it entirely because my DVR is set. To, I, I couldn't watch it live. I, I was busy with family. And my DVR is set to record Rampage and Dynamite. It is not set to record a Battle of the Belts, so it didn't record mm-hmm. it. So I missed it. It was a good show. We got uh, obvious winners coming out of that thing, Thunder Rosa and uh, Claudio. And then we got uh, Wardlow beating, uh, I believe it was Jay Lethal for the title. So uh, that was that. Um, So they're out there. And he said that they are not done with him. Lethal said they sent a message, which is defend the TNT title against him one more time or they find him and take it. Wardlow's music plays. He uh, He doesn't run, but he power walks out to the aisle. He's got a microphone and says he's about to whip all three of their asses. He walked to the ring. FTR's music hit. They joined him as backup. And then when they enter the ring, Lethal, Dutt, and Satnam Singh left done when uh, Dutt left uh, the ring looking for something under the ring. He couldn't find whatever the fuck he was looking for. So um, Lethal tried to go after them. FTR gave him the big rig, and that was uh, the segment. I'm not sure what the hell was supposed to happen here. I'm not sure what Sanjay Dutt was looking for underneath the ring that wasn't there. This looked like uh, a misfire, but I'm glad that Satnam Singh Jesse is not going to be the one to wrestle Wardlow at the paper. It looks like we may be getting a rematch after the Battle of the Belts, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, two solid victories over Jay Lethal is uh, is a good good start for Wardlow, and then at the pay per view, obviously in front of all the the, the thousands that are going to be watching this thing, that's where we'll hopefully get the one power bomb, bro, because that's where all of this is leading towards. Uh, Wardlow powerbombing Satnam Singh at the pay-per-view. Yeah, I mean, maybe may, maybe someone, you know, came to their senses and they changed direction, but it, it kind of looked like they were going for Wardlow and Satnam Singh, man. I'm glad they're not having a match. Yeah, me too. Me too. So, Speaking oh. of, I have some um, some news out of Dark that you're probably not going to like. Uh, before I mention that, by the way, FTR did uh, back up Wardlow here, and that was a beautiful thing. Very simple because they were all three of them in the pinnacle, so they're all baby faces now. So why not come and back each other up? I love it. There you go. There you go. What's the news coming out of Dark that I'm not going to like? Are we getting women's tag team titles again? More, more, uh, more clues about women's tag team titles coming to AEW? Huh? No. Okay. But. Um, (laughs) this guy thinks I don't know the news, bro. I know the news. I know what you're going to tell me, bro. Well, yep. So Vicky. Yes. Yes. My girl, Vicky. Yes. I'm she's starting to lose a few points with me, but unfortunately she put together a terrible group of women. One that Jesse has been willing into existence now. And I may have to dump him after this fucking news because I'm afraid what he's been talking about is looking likely. Bro, this is not my fault, man. Well, look, look, even the internet doesn't want him to get it out. Look, even the internet, even his internet, Xfinity doesn't even want him to talk about the women's tag team title. Look. Oh, fuck, it's freezing again. Yeah, it's frozen again, bro. There you go. Uh, where, where is he? I, I see you. You're all pixelated, man. You look like a fucking uh, NES game. I have I have an appointment for a tech to come out to my house. You're looking like Mega Man 4 over here, bro. What's going on? 
beat the shit out of him because I fixed my fucking internet. Bro, call 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 them, bro. Xfinity is trash, bro. They're coming. I, I got an appointment on Friday. They're coming tonight. Right, that's good, man. You get Verizon out where you live, man, in, in, in the sticks? What, 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 are you, what are you doing? Verizon? Fios? Fiber optic? I'm looking, I'm looking to them. I'm looking to Verizon and RCN. I'm going to see Verizon's out here. I don't think it is, though. Bro, what is, going, what is going on with this fucking pairing, man? We got Nyla Rose and Marina Shafir being paired up. Why? Need teams for some reason. I don't know what the reason is. I don't know what the reason is. You don't know what the reason is? No. Did Tony Khan have too many need... white claws when he made this decision, man? I don't know. Bro, why is... <sighs> Sorry, man. Bro, it's I swear happening. to fucking God, man, if we get women's tag team titles, I'm dumping you. It's happening, man. It's happening, bro. I'm sorry, man. Why are we making women's tag teams? They because can't even book the fucking regular division, right? They're going to do tag team title? Because WWE has them. Well, not everything. I mean, uh, not everything that WWE does is the right thing. We've been blasting WWE for both women's tag team titles, and neither one of those sets of titles are even needed. I don't know, man. I just hope it's not. I don't know. I don't know. But Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> Nyla Rose and Marina Shafir? I don't believe Marina Shafir still has a fucking contract. Nyla no. Rose is fine. I like Nyla Rose, but Marina Shafir, you're making Nyla Rose look bad. Nyla Rose is awesome. I love Vicky, and they formed a team with one other person, and I hate the entire group. That's how bad Marina Shafir is. That's oh how bad my she goodness, is. Man. What, 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 a, what a joke. What a joke. Anyway, moving on. We got uh, Shivani interviewing Daniel Garcia, Matt Menard, Angelo, Angelo uh, Parker. I was going to say Angelo Dawkins, Angelo Parker, and Anna Jay who said they are preparing to celebrate Jericho's title win later. Je- uh, Garcia said he's a dragon slayer, and he's put Brian Danielson back in the garden with his family. Uh, Matt Menard cut a promo uh, talking about uh, Jericho Appreciation Society, and Angela Parker said uh, everybody needs to appreciate us. And then Anna Jay, bro, uh, another pointing of the finger, and she runs over to somebody and puts the Queen Slayer sleeper hold on somebody and chokes someone out in the middle of an interview. This was the cringiest shit I've ever seen. I actually laughed at Anna J choking the, the poor uh, cameraman, camera woman out, whoever the fuck she choked. I actually laughed that she choked this person out. I don't know. It was just so fucking random. Cringiest shit I've ever seen. I said on my stream the other day how I wasn't a fan of um, Anna J's heel turn. And one of my fucking subscribers, I've one of them, get mad. Let me tell you something. This motherfucker got mad. This motherfucker, he said, I'm unsubscribing. He called me a piece of shit. Told me to fuck off. Did all of that shit. All because I didn't like Anna J anymore. I'm dead serious, bro. Oh, Jesse, how could you say that about Anna J, man? <laughs> fuck you and your tacos, man. I hate this, this fucking show. <laughs> he was mad, bro. I'm talking fucking butthurt stand fucking Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> People are weird, bro. I don't know. What do you want me to tell you? <laughs> it was 
mad. <laughs> he was really he, he, like he probably threw his device when I said that shit. He was angry, bro. I don't know what fucking weird, man. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like you fucking said something on uh, on stream about pro wrestling. You gave your pro wrestling opinion. It's like it's like you fucking killed their dog or something. My God, I was a piece of shit. I was, I, I was scared. I thought he was gonna come for my fucking family, man. He was mad. Ridiculous. <laughs> he was fucking mad, bro. <laughs> Just a taste of what I get, man. God forbid I say something bad about Liv Morgan. Jesus Christ! Oh my What's goodness! Wrong with these people, man. Anyway, Daniel Garcia. <laughs> we're getting Daniel Garcia and Brian Danielson next week in a two out of three falls match. Let's go! I love it. Oh man, man. Um, man, Matt Classic on the way, man. You need any reason to tune into Dynamite next week? There you go. Absolute Ricky Starks, Aaron Solo. Solo made his way to the ring. A vignette aired on Starks and Solo, showing that they had teamed before, and Starks was once offered a spot in the factory. Starks made his entrance. As Caliber talked about, some big teams, Starks and Solo faced as a tag team in the past. Gotta love Excalibur. So uh, we got the match starting. And Cole Carter trips Starks running the ropes. Two dimes. You know, the guy that got dumped over the bridge by Tony D'Angelo. Two dimes. Cole Carter trips Starks running the ropes. Referee booted him to the back. Solo punched away at Starks in the corner. Starks came back, avoided a corkscrew kick, and delivered a spear to Aaron Solo for the win. Starks, in two minutes, gets the victory over uh, the former Mr. Bailey. Afterward, Nick Camarado charged the ring wearing his Tony D'Angelo outfit. Swung at Starks. Starks ducked. Gave him his spine buster. Starks set up a move. Solo hit him from behind. QT Marshall ran out. And Starks fled through the crowd. They showed Hobbs smashing a monitor backstage because now their problem is his problem. Couldn't get the job done, bro. QT, what's going on, bro? New VP. Couldn't get the job done. What the fuck's going on? We got to get Hobbs another manager, man. Is that why you think they don't really give him much my time? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got to get him another manager, man. Get him with somebody. Who would that be? You can put him with Stokes for all I can, man. I would lie. I think that's a great move. Stokes seems to be arming himself with a militia of talent, man. He seems to be be taking the Bobby the Brain Heenan route, man. He he seems to be fucking uh, creating a a Heenan family kind of uh, stable here. Anybody and everybody. But right about now, Stokely Hathaway has fucking Lambert heat with me, man. More Hathaway, the better, please. Yes, I think he's awesome. I think that would be a great pairing. I don't know if uh, that is a possibility or that's going to happen somewhere down the line, but I think that would be good. Yeah. Lexi Nair interviewed Billy Gunn and the Gun Club. Billy told his sons that they have to toughen up. He asked how they could ruin the only match he made famous in one night. In walked Stokely Hathaway. He told the guns about a reference to Billy being old and told him to go to a home because it's past his bedtime. He told Colton and Austin to take their careers more seriously, and he handed them a business card. So Billy threatened Hathaway and left, or he left rather than Hathaway. Billy said he got them a match on Rampage. In walks Danhausen, and he says that they have a match on Friday with him and the big bearded fellow. Who the fuck was that? I don't know, but we found out that 
Danhausen apparently is teaming with Eric Redbeard against the Gun Club on Rampage. Now, I did read a report about Eric Redbeard mentioning something about a possible return to pro wrestling. And, you know, he obviously said, I believe it was a quoted, uh, quoted something that he wants to return if something really good presents itself. I guess this is good enough for Eric Redbeard, bro. Him teaming with Danhausen. Well, what else is he going to do? Is he going to go back? Is Braun going to go back? Is he going to go back and form the Wyatt family? I, I heard that Braun Strowman was definitely on the list of people that Triple H was contemplating. I would bring Braun back if I'm Triple H. I would not bring Braun Strowman back if I'm Triple H. I would, I would man. I would. I think, there's, I think there's stuff he can do with Braun. I think after seeing Omos work for a few months, I think I learned to appreciate Braun a little bit more. Well, well, you are definitely correct on that for sure. So, and especially if you're getting Wyatt back. If you're getting Wyatt back and you can bring in Braun and the Redbeard and you guys can have a you know an idea to do with everything... I wouldn't be opposed to bringing Braun back. I don't think Braun would come back and work the top of the fucking car like he used to and everything else, then do stupid shit. I mean, I, I think Triple H can book a better Braun. Yeah, I think Triple H would actually book a great vision for the Wyatt family as well, if that's where they wanted to go with that. I don't, nobody knows what the fuck Wyndham wants to do, but I loved, I loved the, the Wyatt family. I thought his eater went in the very beginning. I think they dropped the ball on it very, very quickly, but... His eater of world stuff, especially the the storyline where he won the world title and that whole dynamic between him and Luke Harper, I thought that shit was phenomenal. It was really. so good. It was so good. Let me tell you what I'm sick about sick of with Bray Wyatt. I'm sick of this dude tweeting shit that he tweets. Okay. I mean, he's a cryptic tweeter. But then he gets mad when the fans don't understand the shit he's talking about. And he'll lash out at them and shit like that. You know, like, like, dude, stop talking in code if you want us to fucking get it. You bro, know? you got to understand, they think we're all marks, bro. Uh, seriously, they, they must. He'll talk in code. This dude wrote a fucking four-page fucking letter for Twitter, you know, posted it, and then somebody replied with, you know, blah, 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 like the little emojis, and he got mad at them and said, if you can't read... Have someone read it to you, you piece of shit. You know, some dude, you've been sending these cryptic tweaks out for weeks. All we want to know is when you're fucking coming back. That's it. That's bro, it. Bro, I, I tweeted, fun, funny story here before we move on to the next segment. Uh, I, I tweeted during Monday Night Raw. Now, you guys know Monday Night Raw, they did the women's tag team title tournament. We got uh, Dana Brooke and fucking Tamina in the ring with Io Shirai and Dakota Kai. And, and I tweet out, the match was not good. The match was fucking bad. You know, it wasn't anything to do with Dakota Kai or Io Shirai, I'll tell you that right now. But everything to do with Tamina and Dana Brooke. I said on Twitter that that match was bad. There was nothing that Dakota Kai and Io Sky could have done to save that match. Road Dog, oh, you, know, you know, Billy Gunn's ex-partner and the guy that keeps begging Tony Khan for a job in AEW. Road Dog tweets me. He says, um, thanks, Luthez. Meaning that I am a, you know, mark on the internet. But basically what he says is I'm a mark on the internet that shouldn't be critiquing pro wrestler. And that if I am you saying what Luthes, I'm saying, I yeah. should be, I should be a, a, a Luthez if, I, if I'm, you know, saying shit like that. But why don't you I go don't, in the ring and try it pretty much is what he's telling me. Bro, really? I don't get it. I don't, I don't get people. You're not allowed to give your opinions on Twitter 
without people fucking bashing you for it. It's you know like who you liked that tweet? You know him. who liked the tweet? The thanks Luthez tweet. You know who thank? You know who liked it? Paul White. <laughs> Paul White liked the tweet. He blocked me, so I, I, yeah. I'm not blocked. I, I actually I haven't even checked. But really, I can't critique a fucking terrible women's match. Nope. Nope. I even re- I even replied to him, bro. I'm like, I mean, I don't know where you've been, but I've been a little bit more positive as of late, bro. It's my fucking opinion. I'm not allowed to not if I don't like it. Oh, you're a piece of shit. You know, Luther, shut up. And like, I don't <laughs> like it. What the fuck you? I want? never claimed I to be a pro like wrestler. It. I don't like it. What the fuck does that even mean? If you're not as experienced or knowledgeable as a Luthez and you should shut up, I don't like the match. What the fuck do you want me to say? Oh, you didn't know? <laughs> you know? Jesus, dude. Yeah, I do know. I know what I saw Monday was fucking garbage. They're in the ring to entertain the fans, not Luthez. I'm a fan. I didn't like it. Dana Brooke has been wrestling how long, bro? Nothing about Dana Brooke has... To me, Dana anyway, Brooke, spelled Dana improvement. Has, Dana Brooke has never wrestled. <laughs> She's attempted to wrestle. Yeah. Cosplay pro wrestler. Two cosplay okay. pro wrestlers there, Tamina and Dana Brooke. I'm sorry. Jeez. Moving on, we got Shivani interviewing Orange Casting, the best friends, when in walked Ari, Davari, and the Trustbusters. Davari told Orange he can take him to a new level if he dumps Trent and Chuck. Cassidy said, No. He said he will find out firsthand what happens to people who say no to him. Ari Davari claims, if you guys have been watching Dark, I, I've watched Dark uh, simply because the last two weeks to see my boy Parker Boudreaux, see how he uh, is coming along. Ari claims he's the richest man in pro wrestling. Now, clearly, I'm a fan of Ari Davari as well, but that may be uh, that may be stretching it a little bit there. But uh, Parker oh. Boudreaux, bro, how was he in the second match? What would you think? Parker Boudreaux looks good. You think so, he's ready for the main stage on Dynamite in this uh, trios tournament? I think a tag team match, you know, whatever he doesn't know yet, I think Ari Davari is going to, you know, take the brunt of that and he's going to, you know, be on the outside hiding those weaknesses and then get in there and really be explosive. No? No, he's, no, he's not ready for TV, man. No, he's not ready for TV. Okay. No, he's not ready for TV. Now, the guy, no, no look, the guy looks great. The guy's going to be great, but they took him out of the microwave a little bit too soon. Yeah. Put him back in. So we'll see what happens. You guys are going to see Parker Boudreaux in uh, AEW on Dynamite in this Shrios tournament. So you get a good look at him. Leave him him in the oven to uh, cook a little bit. We may have the next big thing on our hands. He he looks good. He looks good. I'm worried about him shedding that Brock Lesnar light Mm -hmm. tag. Um, Maybe he'll shed it. Maybe he won't. So he'll just play into it. I mean, either way, Brock Lesnar was overly successful in this business. So it's not a terrible thing. But he needs to um he needs to go back into into development, work on his mannerisms, work on controlling his. He has insanely ridiculous speed for his size. Yes, learn to control it. All right, learn to use it when it's when it's a good time to use it. Don't don't live on it. You know, use it when it's time to use it. You know, lots of big men have that incredible speed, and they work big man styles, but they use their speed on certain spots, not all of the time. All of the stuff that you learn, you know, and tr- he's going to be great. He's going to be really, really good and, and worth every penny. Um, don't, But just don't use him too soon. No. No, I would not use him too soon. I'm looking forward to him uh, on Dynamite. I want to see what he's uh, capable of here. And um, he's got fans in us here. 
So yeah. I just want him to know that if he's listening. Uh, I, I know like he it. also follows me on Twitter. So, uh, you know, if he's listening, uh, we're definitely going to keep an eye on him for sure. And I'm very much yeah. looking forward to seeing what he does. If, 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 if I thought that he was listening right now to me and what, and what I would have to say is I think with a little bit more seasoning, he's going to be at the top of the card and stay at the top of the card. Um, I think coming out too soon usually affects your dynamic with the fans because the fans are going to see how green you are and they're going to start adjusting me. Just wait until the whole package comes together, then unleash it when you got a full gimmick and everything else, and you're going to hit the fucking world by storm. Dude. Yep. It, you're going you're gonna to fucking terrorize it. It's going to fucking kill it. Yeah, it's going to be good. So uh, you guys will see him firsthand whenever that match takes place with the best friends on Dynamite. Uh, TBS Championship, we had Jed Cargill with Stokely and Kiara Hogan outside standing in her corner against Madison Rain. This was an open challenge. Madison Rain is a uh, head coach now for the women's division in AEW. Uh, last week, we got one of the best women's tag team matches I think I've ever seen in AEW with, uh, you know, the usual suspects, Storm, Rosa, Baker, and Jamie Hitter, which was tremendous. Yes. Uh, this week, Jesse, not so much. Uh, I honestly feel like, and again, I don't want to, I don't want to sit here and, and sound like I'm shitting on the women's division, but... Bro, unless it's Rosa, unless it's Tony, unless it's Athena, uh, unless it's Britt, unless it's Jamie Hayter, you know, or, or women like that seasoned, I, I feel like there's no improvement in the women's division. This was not good. Now, I, you know, I don't know how many years Madison Rain has as an in-ring performer. You know, obviously she's the veteran here compared to Jade, but this was not a good showing for either women. Uh, and this was not a good showing for Jade Cargill being in there with a veteran like Madison Rain who just got promoted to being one of the head coaches in the women's division. Yeah, well, if I'm Madison Rain and I'm and I'm taking in the talent that I have to deal with, you know, uh, I think she's got a I think she's got a phenomenal core to work with. You got Thunder Rosa as your world champion, and you've got Jade Carghill as probably has to be your most promising your most promising fucking talent. Dude. It's got to be. So, I think she has a fantastic core to deal with. You get everything in the middle with with Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter, Serena Deeb. She has plenty to work with. So um, if she's good at her job, you know, the job that they hired her for, I think she has everything she needs to succeed. I think she'll be just fine with this division. Yeah, I mean, like you said, the core talent's there. I think a lot of people know the core talent is there. I just don't see, I, I just don't see and people, a lot of people are seeing that there's no, there's no real advancement outside of the, of the, the, the usual suspects here. Like Jade, you know, Jade is, is coming along. You know, Jade is obviously still doing this thing. You know, how many years she's been doing this? What is it, like two years now she's been doing she this? She just started. Yeah, she just started. So, I mean, I mean, we, we can't be too difficult on her. She's obviously vastly improved over the first day that we saw her. Yes. But when, when she gets in there with someone like this, you know, you, you would think that it would be a lot better of a match than it was with somebody who is as, uh, you know, Madison Rain is, is, is a seasoned veteran. Which makes me concerned about the upcoming match with Athena because obviously that's what they're building towards for all for all out, and how is that going to be? You know, you know, it really it really could fall by the wayside and be something that should be great because Athena is awesome and she should lead Jay to a great match. But you know, seeing will. the performances here, you know, in the past couple of weeks, everybody outside the usual suspects that I just mentioned, I'm not really all that confident. Well, this is my second match of seeing um, Rain, and I don't see anything special about no, it. No, I mean, I didn't see anything special in Impact. 
Yeah. Okay. Good. I thought it was just me. Like no. I don't see anything special about her in the ring. Now, that does not mean that she won't be good as a coach for the division. That, I mean that that has nothing has no bearing on her no. being a coach. But just personally watching her work, I didn't see anything special about her. So that could be the reason why um, tonight's match didn't go well. Um, I think Athena has everything needed to bring Jade to a fantastic match. Now, what so, are you what, what are you what are you doing here? If this if this is the match that they book for for the pay per view, Athena versus Jade. I mean, what are we doing with Jade? She's thirty six and zero now after beating Madison Rain here. She beat Madison Rain with um, uh, Jaded for the win. Really, nothing much to the match at all. Um, what are we doing with Jade, man? She's thirty six and zero. When do we give her her first loss? And is is Athena going to be that first loss? If I'm booking this thing, I'm giving Athena the win. I'm not. Um. The only thing I'm looking for for uh, Jade's first loss is a is a super over baby face. Um, that's all I'm looking for because she's because Jade is a complete bitch, you know, and and she's great at it. And all I want to do is have someone who is loved by the fans completely take down this fucking evil bitch. Um, it looked like Chris Statlander was on that trajectory. I don't know if she's actually hurt or what's going on with Statlander. Yeah, but um, if she's not hurt. Then I would love to see Chris Statlander be the one that everybody is wanting to see Chris Statlander, you know, make it up there. Everybody's behind Chris Statlander. And right why now. was she so hot coming out of the fucking tournament, the Owen Hart Cup tournament? Why was she so hot and then did not appear on Dynamite again? Why? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. How do you and hear just- that reaction against Ruby Soho and then not yeah. put her on a fucking Dynamite episode since then? Yeah. Since that, since that, right there, the crowd told you who they wanted, and there was your top female baby face right there. But who's door, listening right to this shit? I mean, clearly Tony Khan must have heard that. I don't know. I, I again, man, was there an injury with Stat? I don't know, but she had it. You know, she had it. You know, yes, she guys, Statlander is injured. She wasn't injured then. She's hurt she, now. She's hurt now. She wasn't injured then. So if, if 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 it's if she's hurt and it's not terrible. Then I'm gonna leave Jay clean for Statlander. Um, otherwise, I mean, you you want someone who's never been champion before, so we're gonna take out a, a, a Riho or a Sheeta or anything like that. We want a baby face who's over as fuck because Jade is really good at being a heel. So I'm Statlander is the perfect pick for me right now. Um, but if she's out for an extended amount of time, then that won't work. You got to look for someone else. If that's the case, then sure, Athena could be the one. But she, she's she's not as hot as Statlander is, though. No, Athena hasn't even been on fucking Dynamite. She's no. been dark and, and Rampage. Yeah. So, yeah. They need to build her up. They need to light a fire on her ass before they put her in a match with Jade. Because that those, those reactions aren't cutting it. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, man. They got a lot of work to do there. Thunder Rose and Tony Storm were backstage. With Chris Statlander's injury, apparently Tony Storm is now the top contender for Thunder Rosa and the Women's Championship. So Shivani said Statlander's injured. Storm is elevated to number one. Storm said next week she plans on keeping the momentum against Kylan King. And her goal is to be the AEW Women's Champion someday. And she wanted Rosa to know that, you know, even though we're a team, this has always been my goal and this is what I came here for. Rosa wished her luck but said... No talk of a title match. We should do that at another time. Bro, is Rosa Duck and Tony Storm? It's, it looks like we're getting ready to get a get a payoff here, man. Soon. We're getting ready to get a payoff here. Who's turning on who? 
one of these two are turning, and I don't want to see another Tony Storm heel turn. Me neither. So the uh, Renegade Twins got their own AEW theme music now. They posted it. Oh, is that um, what that, uh, well, what the fuck did they say last week? Is that uh, in line with the tweet that they deleted? No, no, they, no, the, uh, the, the music came up after that tweet. So oh, okay. There's little breadcrumbs going around that, 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 you know, it looks like that they're on the way. But again, we could be speculating. I could be speculating. But I know they get AEW music now. Um, Mikey Ruckus put that up. And this thing with Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm is about to take a turn somewhere so let's see where this shit goes man. I, I, I think I'm kind of liking it so far Excalibur hype that Brian Danielson, Hook and Keith Lee with Swerve Stricken all have promos on Rampage Gun Club will face Eric Redbeard and Dan Housen Beardhausen will be in action Parker Boudreaux versus Sonny Kiss on Rampage Jesus. Aria Davari or Ari Davari versus Orange Cassidy Sammy so, and Tay Mello, who should not no longer Tay Conti since they got married. By the way, congratulations to Sammy Guevara and Tay Tay Conti. There, uh, wish nothing but the best for both of them. Yes, um, Tay Mello is what she's going as now. Sammy and Tay Mello versus Dante Martin and Sky Blue for the Triple A World Mix Tag Team Titles. So I don't know if Rampage is going to be two hours or so, bro. But that, that that's a loaded show on on Friday night. So on Dark, um, the Malibu's most wanted guy and Parker Boudreaux, um, they were Slim J. Yeah, yeah, him. The guy they who looks a, like he, was, uh, he looks like he could be uh, in a fucking rundown shanty somewhere on Breaking Bad. Yeah, pretty much. Man. <laughs> pretty much. Oh, 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 man! I have the, not watched. Oh, I have not watched. Oh man! Yet. Bro, one episode left. Man. I have not watched Better Call Saul, okay? Oh, and no, I'm not talking left. about Solomon's Day. Better one. Call Saul. Oh, man. Bro, it's getting good. It's getting good. But, but so Parker Boudreaux was in a tag match, you know, against Sonny Kiss and some other dudes or whatever. Um, Parker Boudreaux murdered Kiss's uh, teammates or whatever. And then Sonny Kiss had. This this look at Parker Boudreaux after the match. I mean, I don't know, man. It's kind of the way that I don't know. The kind of way that Miss Piggy looks at Kermit the Frog. Bro, why are we talking about Sunny Kiss? Bro, I'm just. This is the dark report, bro. Let me fucking do it. Why are we talking about Sunny Kiss on my show? So he kind of looks at him like, and I mean, like, look at my review. It's fucking disturbing. Like the way he's looking at. Parker Boudreaux, Parker's looking like, oh, oh. Sonny Kiss is looking like. And I'm just sitting there like, the fuck is happening right now? And it was going on for so long, and it was so uncomfortable, man. I'm sorry, did you say something, Jesse? No, no, go ahead, man. Parker Boudreaux and Sonny Kiss, bro. We re- are we really having a, a storyline with him giving Parker Boudreaux uh, fucking uh, advancements here, bro? Is that what you're telling me? I, I don't know. You were sleeping. I'd rather hear the sounds of crickets than watch Sonny Kiss wrestle. I'll tell you that. Oh, well, there you go, man. Hit your crickets. All right, there you go. Yeah, I will. There you go. There you go. 
There you go. We'll see what happens on Friday. I mean, I don't even watch fucking Rampage. I don't know. It doesn't look like a good show at all. It's not Brian Danielson and uh, Keith Lee Swerve cutting a promo. We'll see what happens. Uh, John Moxley and Chris Jericho versus, uh, well, just them together. John Moxley and Chris Jericho for the interim AEW World Championship. This was tremendous for a World Championship match. I thought Jericho had a great performance on Wednesday night, as did Moxley. And this had a big fight feel to it. Crowd was very into it. And this is obviously leading towards All Out. Who's going to be the champion going into All Out? So at the start of this thing, this was kind of slow-paced, and they were feeling each other out. Jericho flipped Moxley off. Obviously, Moxley returned the favor. There were some mind games and showboating from Jericho here. Both tees finishers early. Um, Jericho locked on uh, what looked to be Moxley, an octopus with a wrist lock. So we got some Lionheart, Chris Jericho here, doing some submissions, and Moxley was laying in some strikes. Jericho returned fire by ripping Moxley's earring out and then hit a signature springboard drop kick. We got a commercial. He's flaunting the earring. Moxley's bleeding from the ear, which looked great. So Moxley was busted open around his ear, bleeding. Jericho hit a double underhook backbreaker and a lion salt for a two-count. Moxley went for, uh, I hear crickets, bro. What are you doing? Sorry, bro. Go ahead. Bro, you're not allowed to use crickets on me, man. Oh, oh. I'm talking the about the wizard, bro. You don't do that to the wizard, okay? Oh, okay. please, continue. Unless Sonny Kiss is a wizard, bro. We, we, we can't be doing that to Jericho. Okay? Maybe that was you, man. You got the sound effect. I got, no, I got no crickets here, bro. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, lion salt here. Moxley went for... Um, uh, another move, wrenching, um, actually, no, Moxley's wrenching Jericho's arm out of a submission hole, forcing Jericho to fight back. Moxley recovered, applied an ankle lock, and then hit a German suplex. Jericho returned fire with a nice-looking German suplex on John Moxley. So they were fighting on the top rope. Jericho hit a beautiful Frankenstein. It looked like fucking Jericho 25 years ago hitting that Frankenstein. Beautiful. Brat Moxley's legs around the ring post, locked on a figure four, a la Bret Hart. And uh, they were back in the ring after that. Moxley applied a crossface. Jericho considered tapping out, but eventually was able to roll out and lock on the walls of Jericho. Not the lion tamer, the walls of Jericho, which is nothing more than a Boston Crab. So Moxley is in this walls of Jericho for what seemed to be the entire duration of the commercial. And I love that. I thought that was awesome. So we get back from commercial break. The crowd is on their feet. They're rallying by Moxley to get to the rope, get to the rope. He got to the rope. So he finally reaches the ropes. They kept the crowd into it during the whole commercial break and the whole submission sequence. Moxley landed a diving double axe handle on Jericho on the floor. He went for it again inside the ring, but Jericho countered with a beautiful co-breaker. Jericho was on his game tonight for a near fall. So then there was this weird fucking moment, and this is what ruined the goddamn fucking flow of the match to me. Sammy Guevara's in the crowd. He's got Floyd the baseball bat. He throws Floyd the baseball bat into the ring for Jericho to use, but Jesse, he overshoots the fucking target. It bounces out of the ring. In the meantime, Aubrey Edwards is picking up fucking turnbuckle pads because Jericho, for the distraction, so that she couldn't see, was ripping off turnbuckle pads, and Aubrey Edwards is there with this fucking botch of a bat throw, still picking up things and trying to preoccupy herself by being distracted. It took more time than it needed to to get this sequence in. It looked fucking ridiculous. Aubrey was made to look like a fool out there. Yeah, man. Sammy needed some lessons from 
the big boss man in the 1998 Survivor Series, a deadly game tournament, the big boss man threw his baton to the rock in perfect stride. And the rock caught it with one hand and then with the swipe, then the win. Boss man with the touchdown throw with the nightstick. Sammy failed on that one, man. Well, 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 to be fair, you know, this is not a nightstick. This is a baseball bat. And I could see how difficult it would be to land a perfect target by throwing something as, uh, I would say, shaped like uh, like a baseball bat is to Jericho. You know, I could see well, it being a little bit difficult. But he Randy nightstick. Johnson this shit, bro. He should have fucking Greg Maddox changed up, you know, changed up there uh, to Jericho. He, he threw this thing fucking like 100 miles an hour, throwing it into the ring. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like nightstick is 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 a heavy ended stick on one hand because they got the handle up. Same as a bet. So it's a bet with a heavy ended end. Just toss it in. Maybe there, he was still wasted from his fucking wedding. I don't know. Yeah, I saw Tony Khan dancing at the wedding. That was Tony Khan's that, having a good time dancing happened. to Judas, bro. It happened. I know. I heard about it. No, no, I didn't hear. I didn't. I didn't hear about it from uh, from anybody important, but I heard about it on social media. You know where we all live during the day. I'm ha- I'm happy for Sammy and Tay. It really sucks. A lot of people are shitting on their wedding because I mean, I mean, it it, it sucks. Fuck these but, people, man. I know it, it does suck, but oh, Sammy cheated on his wife. How do you know? He look, fucking peeking through they, his fucking windows. They brought it on themselves, though. I know. Well, it, clearly, yeah, they clearly brought it on they did. It should have never been brought to television. That was mistake yes. number one. Yes. You know, egging these fans on, man. You know, you can't trust these fucking wrestling geeks out there. No, no. Before long, they have uh, Tay's phone number, her address, the fucking, uh, her shoe size, where she goes, gets her, her nails done, where she does her food shopping. There may be Ryan Satin hiding in the produce department there. We don't know, man. Bro, that's that's not even funny, man. Some fucking psycho almost killed Mandy Rose. And yes, I understand that. Deal, man. I know this, that's, that's, that's the pro wrestling community, bro. Fucking shit, Oh, I, I think I have a chance with Mandy Rose. No. no, you have no chance with Mandy or Tay or anybody else. Go get a life. That's why fucking dating apps exist. Geeks. Anyway, Sammy completely overtossed this uh, this baseball bat. Uh, Jericho used it anyway because Aubrey was fucking doing whatever she had to do to remain distracted. He he nailed Jericho with the the uh, bottom of the baseball bat. So. After a cradle exchange, Jericho hit Judas effect. Moxley kicks out. First time it's ever been kicked out of in AEW, which I was surprised by. Uh, Jericho grabbed the title belt and went for the face because he got so upset here. The turnbuckle was exposed. He missed the belt shot. He goes headfirst into the turnbuckle. Moxley locked on the rear naked choke and then the bulldog choke. Jericho's busted open, bleeding there. And he somehow gets out of the bulldog choke. He puts Moxley in a lion tamer. Moxley turned it into a ground and pound. He reapplied the rear naked choke, got the bulldog choke on for the one, two, three, tapped him out, and that was it. I thought it was a great match outside the uh, obvious Sammy flub there with the baseball bat, but minus that little hiccup, I thought this was a tremendous main event. Yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a damn good match, man. They, um, they, the God knows they bled. Man, yes. They, they didn't just bleed, man. These, these fucking guys tonight, man, they were gushing dude they were hemorrhaging tonight i mean they just cut deep all the way all around ridiculous man there was enough blood on this show tonight to fill up three of my fucking uh whiskey glasses with an old-fashioned probably yeah, more that than was, that that was a lot man ridiculous. it's good to see 
it's good to see it's good to see Jericho get back in the form. Um, oh, he re- he really brought the li- the the fucking Lionheart back tonight. He looked great. And yeah, he came yeah. out. Didn't he come out to White Zombie tonight? He came out to something else, but something else, but Judas, didn't he? Yeah, I don't, he came out to. He wasn't Judas, but I don't know what it was. Yeah, I think it was White Zombie, oh, Rob okay. Zombie. I mean, it, it, it's good. Um, I'm glad Jericho's in great shape. You know, I would love to see. Um, and and they do this a lot, so I'm not. I'm not even gonna fucking say that. So never mind. But yeah, um, Jericho looks fucking great. I mean, they gave him another faction. Because he did a fucking great job with the last faction, so they gave him another. Keep giving this guy's faction, keep, keep, keep giving him factions, and he'll keep knocking them out. He's he's bringing up the younger, the younger talent with him, so can't knock Jericho in any way, man. You know, I find it funny how 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 Tony Khan could pay for White Zombie Electric Head Part Two, the ex the, the ecstasy uh, theme song for Chris Jericho tonight, by the way, uh, and um, I love how he does that. You know, he if it fits the fucking overall vibe of the show. And what the story is, he doesn't care about paying for the rights to the song if it enhances what he's trying to produce. I love yeah. that. Yeah, I wish more yeah. people would do that, man. Music is such an integral part of everything. I love that. I think it's great. Yeah. Now some artists want to get greedy with the licensing rights, though. So yeah, Europe. <laughs> yeah. Fucking ridiculous, <laughs> man. I mean, geez, man. If you got somebody offering to bring your music back to the forefront for a few weeks or whatever, man. Just- You'd be, I mean, if you did it for free, you'd make money. People would then go look this shit up and buy it, man. Yeah. I'm not saying do it for free, but don't be ridiculous with your, with your fucking your quote, man. Anyway, I thought Dynamite tonight was uh, was great. They did pack a lot into the show. Uh, it did not feel like a complete 1,000-mile-an-hour show, even with all the loaded stuff in the show. It was quite by the lake, so they wanted to really build around the theme and have it be a theme show and really pack a lot into it. But it didn't feel like it was too much, Jesse. I thought it was nicely paced and we got some great wrestling tonight. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Again, I don't think anything, you know, groundbreaking happened outside of the return of punk. I mean, that that's always going to be big. Um, but other than that, they just moved everything along a little bit. So, you know, they we got a, we got a few more weeks. Let's see how it goes before we get to all out. Yep. And guys, I want to thank you for joining us. We had 2,500 people in the venue tonight. Thank you very much. I got some cool stuff coming up. I got uh, a new announcement coming up uh, sometime this weekend. We uh, joined a new platform where there will be original programming. And uh, I will announce that on the weekend, I believe, or early next week. So we got some things cooking up there for you guys, more content for you guys. Uh, I am getting new emotes made as well. Uh, we may add some new emotes to the uh, channel memberships. And we may add some new badges as well. So uh, anybody that's now going to be uh, 36 and 48 months as channel members, you guys are getting badges. There's going to be one really elusive badge that I'm getting made for you guys. So uh, you guys can have fun with that. And I want to let you guys know that... Shit, it just lost me. What else was I going to talk about? There was something else I wanted to tell you guys. I don't know, but you think maybe I should cut out of here before I get fucking cut off again by my internet? You want to cut? Jets. You want to cut out? You want to cut out of here for the soup jobs? Yeah, I don't want to fucking freeze up again, man. I, I, again, I got a, I got a physical, actual human tech coming out to my house to go over my entire fucking wiring. I think I need new wiring in my backyard and shit. But we'll see, we'll see. I guess I guess someone come out to fix this shit. Man. 
All right, if you want to head out of here, bro, go ahead. I don't want to, I don't want to keep you if uh, you worry about that. I, I yeah, I don't I mean I don't know what the fuck is going to pissing me off, dude, but I am going to have this shit done uh fixed in a couple of days. So next week we'll all get this shit squared away. So sorry about the mishaps, man. All right, no problem, man. I thought it was a good shot. Thank you for being here and then uh, I'll uh I'll uh, I'll talk to you tomorrow. For sure, for sure. Everybody right. have a good one. There you go. Jesse's out of here, guys. Uh thank you for uh tuning in tonight. I'm going to fix myself here and get myself situated so we can do our thing here. Give me one second. There you go. Like normal, man. Jesse's internet has been a problem. Um, I thought it was a great show regardless. It was just a couple of hiccups there. So he's got a tech coming out. And hopefully all will be good this week. But I'm glad uh, I'm glad he sounded good tonight. We got all that situated after last week. Uh, we figured out what that problem was. But yeah, guys, we're going to be on a new platform. Uh, we're going to be, uh, I might as well tell you now, we're going to be with Pro Wrestling TV. So we're going to be uh, announcing that uh, in the days to come. We're going to be a part of that platform. It's going to be awesome. Uh, there's going to be original content there. I'm working with uh, a very good friend of mine on possibly doing something over there. Uh, more like a, a Sports Center-like show. So uh, you guys uh, will be in the loop uh, as far as news goes with that. Um, emotes, they're coming. They're coming. Badges and emotes are coming. And I may be adding to the overall environment here, man. I may be getting some more work done. I want to really take the podcast to the next level, man. I want to be completely interactive. I want to be, you know, I want to make the live stream experience unlike anything in the IWC. So I may be adding stuff to the to the beer garden. I may be adding a VIP section for real where we kind of sit down and read the super chats. I may be getting a legit VIP section, like a little VIP section done. Um, I definitely want to get something done where you see the other side of the bar that I'm sitting at now. You see the other side. I got so many ideas, man. I just want to take the podcast to the next level. So I'm really excited about what's to come. Really, really excited. Uh, this past four or five weeks since Vince McMahon retired has been incredible. The podcast has grown. We're almost at 136,000 subscribers. Uh, the views, the likes, everything, man. Everything is so up right now. So I'm very excited. I'm very excited. And we're getting, uh, we're getting some cool shit done. So thank you guys for everything, man. Without you guys, I don't have any of this. So I appreciate you. Um, let's get into the Super Chats. Listen, guys, we hit 1,000 likes. Let's try for 1,200 minimum on OTS tonight. Thank you to everybody that has joined the channel memberships. You're going to want to join 50% off. I don't know when that's going to end. It's not anything that I did. So make sure you guys go and join the channel, man. It's 50% off. Normally, it's $4.99. You guys can sign up for $249, $250. First month is half off. So go and join the channel. We do v VIP Sundays, VIP only cha channel member chats. We're going to be doing some Q&As. We're going to be doing some VIP hangout soon. As soon as I get shit situated, I think it's going to be great. Anyway, guys, let's get into the uh, super chats here. Uh, we're going to start at the top. 
Uh, D. Bastardo with a $5 Super Chat. I spoke to Cross after his firing, and he said they don't listen to shit. My boy said they are still waiting on Triple H in NXT. Zach Morris, Bay Bay. Yes, we went into a, a nice little uh, Save by the Bell tangent last night. Zach Morris, baby. Thank you, Bastardo. And yes, Cross is gonna be uh Cross is gonna be in good hands. I, I don't know if he's off the House of Glory show. That's my that's my main concern. I know he's supposed to be wrestling low-key. I, I don't know if he's going to be wrestling. Sinister Classic with the $10 super chat. CM Punk versus Moxley at all out. MJ if it defeats or ruins the match. Just a thought. Also, we don't have to fire Bruce Prichard just yet. Someone needs to get the coffee. Drinking some toasted caramel whiskey. You guys with these fucking flavors of whiskeys, man. I got to go and get some whiskey. I'm running out. All I got is a half a bottle of Four Roses down at the bar. Got to get me some more, some more whiskey. Thank you, Sinister, with the 10. Tony Brown with a 499 Super Chat. I love great wrestling, too, guys. Oh, we know Tony Brown. I know. Michelle Moran with a $2 Super Chat. Darby and Moxley showed that they are tough son of a bitches. Yes, they are. Drew Gilmore with a $5 Super Chat. What's up, buddy? My birthday month got even better with the return of Punk and listening to my favorite tag team in the IWC. Can't wait for that unification match. I hope you're good, brother. Thank you so much, man. Marquise with a $5 Super Chat. JD, cheers to you and Jesse, man. And to a great AEW Dynamite, welcome back, CM Punk. Tony Khan has delivered the goods. Yes, he has. AEW Mark, $2 Super Chat. You're right, Omega vs. Osprey at All Out. Let's fucking go. I don't know if that's the case, bro. I don't know if that's going to be the case, but uh, they're certainly teasing us with it. Eugene Morgan with the $2 Super Chat. JD, what's the name of your top two bands again? Alter Bridge, number one, and Symphony X, number two. Two of my favorite bands, my top two bands, probably of all time. Alter Bridge and Symphony X. Michael Romeo is my favorite guitar player. Miles Kennedy is my favorite lead vocalist. And you guys got to keep out for the name I'm going to mention, man. Dino Jelusic. From Croatia. When Miles Kennedy retires, man, Dino, Dino Jalusic is going to be where it's at. Eugene, thank you so much, brother. Jesse Caro with a 16 month VIP recommitment. Jesse, shout out to you. Thank you. Michael Crowley with a $10 super chat. King of Raw tourney after Clash. The finals are Seth and Theory. Theory loses and argues over a quick one, two, three. Wants a restart and puts the case on the line. He loses. Seth has both and trades for title match on draft night. Michael, I actually love your creativity, bro. I absolutely love your creativity, man. I'm still keeping with my prediction, bro. I think Drew McIntyre and Karrion Cross open Clash of the Castle. I think Drew wins. I think Drew wrestles Roman in the main event. And I think Roman loses to Drew with Austin Theory cashing in 
sending the crowd home, the crowd home with a big fuck you. I think Austin Theory is the new unified champion or undisputed champion at the end of Clash of the Castle. Nathan Hexum with a 99.99 super chat. Nathan, thank you so much, brother. Good to see you, JD. Would have loved to see Omega over Punk only due to parallels with Mickey and Jericho stemming from the original Double or Nothing. But I know, got to pump up ratings, possibly Omega and Bucks versus Osprey and Aussie Open. Yes, please keep it up. Nathan, thank you so much, brother. Omega will be back next week, man. Punk tonight, Omega next week. Sinister Classic with a $2 Super Chat. Wardlow and FTR look like a trios tonight. They did. I did, but also keep in mind, CM Punk and FTR could be a great trio as well. Jay Coyle with an 11-month membership. Jay Coyle, thank you so much for the recommitment, brother. Punk is back. LFG. All Out is looking or starting to look like a great pay-per-view. Happy to be a VIP for 10 months now. OTS for life. Thank you, bro. Joseph Taylor with a $2 Super Chat. Zach Morris is cooler than Jesse. I would agree. Michael Crowley with a $2 Super Chat. That was my idea for the WWE title back on Raw. Thank you, Michael. I, I kind of I got the gist of that, bro. Thank you. Jake Coyle with a $2 Super Chat. Seems I've been a member for 11 months. Even better. Yes, it says 11 months. You said 10. Yes, you are 11 months, brother. One more month and you get yourself the 12-month microphone. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Nathan Hexen becomes a seven-month member. Obviously meant Moxley, not Mickey. Moxley, yes. I got you, brother. Now, I said Mickey. I didn't know who the fuck you were talking about. Yeah, man, the parallels between Punk and Moxley... I wouldn't undermine that, bro. I, I think the parallels between Punk and Moxley are, are going to be really, really good television. Frank Aquilino with a 499 Super Jet. Jericho coming out to White Zombie was fantastic. Yes, everybody loves some good old classic White Zombie. Fun fact, my first ever record that I was gifted on my journey to being a lover of heavy metal was Rob Zombie Hellbilly Deluxe. Sinister Classic with a 2 Super Chat. MJF's point. You have two former WWE guys at All Out. We talked about that earlier, brother. Drew Gilmore. So official. So official's Hard or so official shard. Either way. Beast Mode Trev, Amadou Sao, and John Prescott all become new members. Thank you, gentlemen. In the VIP club for the first time. What the fuck are you drinking, guys? Tommy Brannigan. JD, if the main event for All Out is Moxley and Punk, that's going to be an absolute banger and can't wait to see 
that awesome show tonight. OTS for life. Thank you, Tommy. I appreciate you, brother. With the five dollar super chat. Trevor Spinelli with a 199 super chat. See you and maybe Jesse in Chicago for all out. Trevor, I am not coming to Chicago this year, brother. For all out. I am not coming. Unless House of Glory has a show in Chicago, which I was told that they may. I haven't heard anything because nobody keeps me in the loop about anything. Um, I I am not coming to Chicago as of right now. The only reason why I'm not coming to Chicago is because there's two pay-per-views that weekend. And if I go and travel, I want to be out. And I want to be experiencing Chicago. I don't want to be home watching wrestling. So with Clash of the Castle happening on Saturday that weekend, I figured I'm just going to stay home and cover both Clash on Saturday and then All Out on Sunday. Jody Bolin with a $2 super chat. Thank you, Jody. No message. Startup. Startup TV with Chris Michael Harris with a $19.99 super chat. I could see Ring of Honor pay-per-views running Saturday night and AEW pay-per-views running Sunday. Yes, that was my original my orig- original opinion on it, yes. And Dustin wasn't supposed to say the quiet part out loud. Tony covering his ass on the slip would make sense, similar to what WWE did with NXT TakeOvers. Absolutely agree, brother. Absolutely agree. I mean, if AEW is only having four or five major pay-per-views, one per quarter, I think attaching a Ring of Honor pay-per-view to that would be probably the way to go. Travis Campbell with a 499 Super Chat. This was a very special night for me. Brought my pops to his first wrestling show in 50 years. We had a blast. Love you guys. Travis, that's a beautiful thing, brother. Cheers to you, man. AEW always puts on a great show. Ruben Brissino with a 199 Super Chat. Hey, JD, have you been to a Fozzie concert? Unfortunately, no. I have not. I think Rich Ward is a fantastic guitar player, man. I go back with Rich Ward in his days with, Fo- uh, not Fozzie, with Stuck Mojo. I remember, I remember buying Declaration of a Headhunter, man. Easily Stuck Mojo's best record. So fucking excited to listen to that record. What a great record. If you guys don't know anything about Fozzie and, and, and Jericho's guitar player, Rich Ward, go and find yourself Stuck Mojo's Declaration of a Headhunter. Tremendous record. Jacob smiling with a 499 Super Chat. Do you think that Miro costs... House of Black, the trio's tournament to set up a match with Malachi at All Out. Could be. Then that means you leave Buddy Matthews and Brody King off the pay-per-view, and I don't think that's the right move. I don't think that's the right move at all. GVO Light with a $5 super chat. Sting's left eye looked like Julia Hart's when she first got hit with the mist. I think Sting will turn on Darby and join the House of Black. Bro, that would be fucking crazy. That would be fucking crazy, bro. 
Not opposed to that at all. Daryl with a $500 super chat. My boy, Sith Negan. Again, brother, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much, man. And OTS Sith Negan bomb has been dropped. This month marks my four-year anniversary. $100 per month Patreon member. Triple H and Tony Khan are definitely going to bring the excitement back to professional wrestling at the highest level, and it's a great fucking thing to see JD keep on being the measuring stick of success. Hashtag the enemy designed... I need everybody in the chat. Everybody in the chat. We got 1,900 people here, man. Everybody in the chat. Raise your whiskey glasses to Sith Negan, man. Daryl, thank you so much, brother. Ignacio with a 5,000 in Chilean pesos. Hi, JD. Proud to finally have become a member of your channel. AW and the OTS family has helped me get through difficult times. Do you think Triple H will continue Cody's giant push or is Cody's run over? No. Cody is going to pick up right where he left off, brother. Cody is going to be the world champion at WrestleMania. Vernon F. with a $2 super chat. Jesse should see Second City Slam for punishment. I can think of worse things to put Jesse through, bro. Gotham Guy with a $20 super chat. With Chris Statlander being injured, it puts her out of the AEW and TBS championship contention. Athena seems to be the next opponent for Jay, but I feel like that's not a big enough match for All Out. Do you see DMD challenging her for the title? I don't know, man. I don't know. I could see Tony Storm winning the title from Thunder Rosa. I could see Athena winning the TBS title from Jade. I could see Brett Baker challenging Athena for the TBS title. And Jade Cargill moving on to the main women's title. But I think she would have to really step up her game legitimately to be the women's champion. To be the women's champion, that means you'd have to be the best at what you do. And Jade is not the best at what you do. John Moxley's the world champion, right? Punk is the world champion. Uh, Claudio is the Ring of Honor world champion. Wardlow is the TNT champion. FTR are the tag team champions, right? To make a case for all them being the best at what they do right now. Jade is not there yet. Coy Stallings with a new membership. Thank you, brother. What are you drinking tonight? Nero Fay with a $6 super chat. Buy, rent, or sell. Pritchard, Dunn, or Laurinaitis. Jesus fucking Christ. I'm actually... I'm actually selling Laurinaitis. I'm renting Bruce, and I'm buying on Kevin Dunn. Just because I feel like the humor we would get out of making fun of him would be great. Captain Solo with a $5 super chat. Now with Triple H and Stephanie in charge. Do you think CM Punk will eventually... No. Captain Solo CM Punk is never going back to the WWE. 
Justin becomes a new member. Justin Marchesny. Chesini. I can't get your fucking last name right, bro. Marchesini. New membership. Thank you, brother. Neb with a five-month VIP recommitment. Thank you, brother. Give me a sunny kiss on Marina Shafir feud, please. Bro, I'm going to have to dump you. I'm going to have to get you. Get him out. You're, you're drunk just like Rage. This is the bar. Get him out. Get him out of here. DJ Foot Clan with a $5 super chat. Thank you, DJ Foot Clan. Maybe I'm reading too much into this. Trios finals look like Bucks and Kenny versus Dark Order. Could be. Could be. Dark Order with Hangman. Maybe that opens up Miro for uh, Malachi at that point. Who knows? Maybe Buddy Matthews versus Pack for the for the uh, All Atlantic title. Yeah, Justin, I'm Sicilian, bro. I should be able to pronounce that. I guess I'm a fraud. Um, thank you, DJ Foot Clan. Billy Cy Zane. With a five dollar super chat. JD, you're the man I love. The OTS family and wondering, do we see Omega versus Osprey at all? Bro, I wish. I wish, bro, but I don't think that's gonna happen. Dan from the 1990s with a $5 super chat. CM Punk beats Moxley, then MJF returns and attacks Punk from behind and reignites that rivalry where MJF beats Punk to become the world champion. That's the way I see it. Captain Solo, $5 super chat. Do you drink Hennessy? No, I do not. Bullgrim with a $5 super chat. I am still tripping that a billionaire paid $20 million for booty meat. He must have a little wee-wee. Yeah, but Hulagrim, Vince made another $24.8 million after that announcement was made. So, I mean, who's laughing? Stock is as high as it's ever been recently. Mike NY with a $5 Super Jet. I can see AEW on HBO Max soon. Maybe they put the Ring of Honor library on it. September looking good for wrestling pay-per-views. Yes. We got a lot of big shows in September. September's going to be a big night, man. A big show. Or a big uh, month. We got Clash of the Castle. We got All Out. We got Grand Slam. Going to be a big a big month. Craig with a $10 Super Chat. Haven't been very active lately. My mom is doing really bad, and I don't know how long she will be with us. Love you all in the community. OTS for life. The Craig, I'm sorry, brother. Prairie emojis for Craig in the chat. We're here for you, man. Keep us updated. Justin with another 199 Super Chat. Happy to be uh, OTS member finally. Thank you, Justin. I appreciate that, brother. Otis Driftwood with a 199 Super Chat. What do you think about the Pantera reunion? I don't know, bro. I don't know how they're going to sound together, but Zach uh, Zach Wilde, I believe, is there, right? He knows Pantera better than fucking Pantera does. So I'm fine with him. But is Pantera really Pantera without Dimebag and Vinny? Randy B. with a four-month membership. Thank you, Randy B. What's up, JD? Been a while since I've been in the venue due to a health issue. 
All Out is going to be a banger. Can't wait. Keep up the good work. OTS for life. Randy B. Get better, brother. We're here. We ain't going anywhere, man. VIP for four months is Randy B. Joseph Taylor with a $2 super chat. My favorite white zombie song is Black Sunshine. It's a good one. Bobby Barack with a 199 super chat. Is Punk Mox the biggest money match in AEW? Right now it is, yeah. Chelsea, is Alter Bridge releasing any more music? Not at the moment. Their new album comes out October 14th. They only have two songs out right now. Two tracks off the album. The title track, which is fantastic. It's Pawn and Kings, and then they got Silver Tongue. They just released this past week. Another one of the bands I listen to just released new music, Silosis. Heavy is the crown. Look it up. Great, great stuff. If I could play the actual music I actually listen to, man, this podcast would be fucking absolutely incredible. On top of how incredible it already sounds. Johnny Sprill. New member. Johnny, what are you drinking, brother? Dan from the 1990s with a $10 super chat. Triple H should make War Games, a new Survivor Series tradition along with a tournament where the winner challenges for either the WWE Universal Championship. Dan from the 90s. I talked about this on Monday. I do believe, if I'm fantasy booking this, I do believe Triple H is getting ready for a women's War Games at Survivor Series. I could be wrong. Hologram with a $5 super chat. I hear Sonny Kiss and Nyla Rosa are recipients of $3 million each. Cooler Grimm, you're going to make me vomit my Taco Wednesday. And Michael Crowley with a $5 super chat. May there be a version of Sanity. Wyatt family with Braun Strowman, Bray Wyatt, Bo Dallas, Eric Redbeard, Big Demo, Nikki Cross, and Alexander Wolf. Bro, knowing Triple H, he may be that fucking crazy. He may be that crazy, bro, but I'd love to see a Wyatt family reunion. I really would. I think that'd be great. Braun, Bo, and Bray? I think that'd be awesome. And Ignacio with a 1,000 in Chilean pesos. Tony Soprano or Michael Corleone? That's a tough one, bro. I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm going with uh, Corleone. Even though Tony Soprano is a beast in his own right, man. Guys, we killed it tonight, man. Number one in the community. 2,500 plus for AEW Dynamites. Off the script, rocking and rolling as always. I got some big things coming up. This this mind is always active, bro. How do I make the show fucking better than it already is? How do I make the show look as good as it does? Anyway, guys, uh, I'm about to get out of here. Jesse left early because he was having internet problems. Jesse was having internet problems, bro. 
So we bounced. He didn't want to hold up the stream anymore. But thank you guys, man. Hit that thumbs up. If you guys are still in the chat and have not hit the thumbs up, I need you to hit the thumbs up. Let's try for 1,200 likes before we get the hell out of here, man. 1,200 is the minimum. Unbelievable support for the Super Chats tonight. You guys are killing it, man. Thank you. Eight new members tonight. Thank you. Again, if you guys want to sign up to become channel members, it is right now half off. I don't know why. It is a YouTube, uh, a YouTube promo. Take advantage of that, man. First month is half off. So if you guys want to become a VIP, you guys want to be a part of those VIP chats on Sunday during Off the Script, get those emotes and become a fucking VIP. Go and hit up the channel memberships, man. Half off. And make sure you guys go check out all the other videos that you might have missed, man. Everything you need is on the channel. Monday Night Raw NXT and extra from yesterday as well. Even off the script this past Sunday, man. Go and check it all out. Excellent stuff if you guys want more content. Guys, I'm about to get out of here now, though. But I need two things from me before I do. I need those guitar emojis in the chat. My VIPs, I need those Mustang emojis in the chat. And I need that music on max. Guys, I'll see you tomorrow for some extra. And I'll see you live Friday on SmackDown. Right here on OTS. I'll see you guys later.